everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the Lost Lowdown, podcast number three. Three. Uh, with your host, of course, Claude, myself, and... Justin. Oh, what a horrible introduction. All right, so we've got this great little episode called Three Minutes, episode 222. Three minutes. We didn't know what it meant, and now we know what it means. And now we wish we didn't know, um, because I think it was a horrible title. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Um, I never know where to start with these things. I guess the place is to start at the beginning, um, or... Um, oh, okay, first we should preference that um, since this podcast is happening uh, only, we're recording this at 1027 Central. Um, 1127 Eastern. 1127 Eastern. Uh, so, you know, two and a half hours after the episode aired. Um, so we obviously don't have a lot of time to go on the boards and, and sort of see what uh, the general fan community is talking about. So this podcast will focus on our sort of immediate ideas about what's going on right now, and then we will post another podcast Sunday or Monday early next week. Um, talking By then, and, and we'll, we'll talk have time to watch the episode again yeah. and think about it, look at what other people are saying, and, and hopefully ha- have a more uh, in-depth discussion. Exactly, exactly. Um, capable of right now. Well, so the, the biggest thing with this episode is that we find out this is this was sort of like uh, maternity leave. We got to see what happened to one of our characters after they went to some crazy place with the others. Um, so we got to see what happened to Michael when he ran off and uh, to go look for Walt. So many, so many episodes ago, um, but apparently right. only 13 days ago. But uh, yeah, it seems like a lot longer to, to me. But yeah. In Island time, it's not um, long. So the episode opens, and it says 13 days ago. I guess first I'd love to say that uh, I love the format of this episode, uh, where each segment is jumping back and forth in time, you know, 13 days ago, then today, then, like, what was it, 12 days ago, then today. I really like that. It made it uh, sort of a fresh little take on uh, their usual format. Um, I love in the beginning when, uh, you know, Michael is uh, asking Locke for a gun and, and then, you know, he, he he pretends to spill the bullets, and then he hits Locke in the head with the butt of the gun. I couldn't help but remember when last week Echo headbutted Locke, and I keep thinking, man, everyone's just, like, hitting Locke in the head. Like, what is he doing? Like, everyone's just uh, mad at Locke. I don't know. He's taking the brunt of everything. Um, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, didn't he uh didn't he hit Saeed like that at one point a long time ago? Uh who Michael? Oh, you mean Locke? Yeah. Oh, who knows? That wasn't in this episode. Co- Cosmic Revenge. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe. Um so in the next segment the, the biggest thing I want to talk about in that one was that you know Michael stumbles upon an other apparently relieving himself in the bushes. Uh, did you think that was a setup, like a trap or something? Uh, I guess, well, it must have been. I mean, Zeke sort of walks out of the bushes. I mean... Must it have been? It, I mean, I mean, I think maybe him taking a leak wasn't part of the trap, but I think they were there as a trap, if that makes sense. Really? Um, I'm yeah. going to disagree with you, because I don't think they knew Michael was coming after them. Um, oh wait, maybe they did though. I think well, they did. Uh, mm, he he had communication with quote Walt on the computer, 
and I think they knew about that. Okay. If it wasn't mm-hmm. them that was doing it, I, th- I still think they knew about it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll buy that, because I, I guess I think, um, I mean, I guess it just depends on if, if it was Walt using the computer or not. Yeah, um, I think even if Walt was using the computer, I still think they knew about it. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay, we'll see what happens with that. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that they were waiting for him, and the guy was relieving himself because they were just sitting there waiting for him, and then he sort of stumbled upon him. But so anyway, one of the things they said that interested me was that you know one of the guys who I guess his name was Pickett. I think they called him uh, the lady in the end called him that. Uh, so I guess we'll call him Pickett also. And he was shooting at Michael, and then Zeke was like. Oh, what are you doing? We need him. And I'm thinking, okay, why do they need him? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, later we find out, you know, they want to trade Michael. You know, they want Michael to get Henry back. Right. Um, but at this point, Henry wasn't captured because Henry Henry came after, long after Michael left, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, not long after, but soon after. Yeah, it was a few days. It was a few days. So what could they be referring to? Like, why would they need him at this point? Is it maybe just for questioning, the questioning that Mrs. Clue asked, uh, asked Michael at the end? Miss you know? Clue, please. Oh, sorry, Miss Clue. She's unmarried. She's not married. She's unmarried. Or either she was married and is now a widow. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Well, anyway, that was one of the questions I, I had was why did, why did they need him? Because they, at this point, don't need him to get Henry back, so... Uh, yeah. What could be the reason? That, did they need him in general for some other thing we didn't find out in this episode? Right. Or did they need him just for the questioning, um, you know, that that they ask him at the end? And that makes me think in general about the timeline of this whole thing. Um, I really I really wonder how that – I mean, they sort of attempted to, to line things up. They, uh, they showed the, the meeting between um, the lost people and the others from the perspective of the others. Yeah, and uh, and so we see what was going on behind the scenes there. Michael was right there when he was like, "Oh, Michael, he'll never find us or whatever." I guess that was pretty much bullshit. Cause yeah, was that like, was very yeah, that was very strange. Right around the corner, um, and uh, and I guess the events of him initially leaving, and then and then you know Miss Clue talks about Henry being there, so you know a few sort of work out when those things happen, I guess you can figure out, like, and they did give a number of dates, so if you were sufficiently well prepared to sort of put all this stuff together, maybe you could get a sense of when, uh, Yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm sure someone will will post a timeline of things in the correct order, so we'll see if they line up in the coming days. Yeah, Um, right. I mean, obviously, like, once they knew about Henry... But what I don't understand, I mean, this is even like a topic for later, but what I don't understand is, I mean, Jack went out there to say, we got Henry, we'll trade him for Wall, and if that's what they want to do anyway, like, what, you know, why not just take the offer? I mean, you know. Um, I'm thinking that, um, well, two things come to mind. One, that uh, uh, Zeke and the, who, you know, Zeke and the others, didn't know that that's what Jack was going to do. Um, and the other thing being, you know, because he didn't obviously tell anyone, you know, Kate obviously knew and whomever else, but he didn't sort of tell Michael that um, because, you know, Michael came back, so what were we going to do? Um, and then the other thing that comes to mind is that they want, they don't just want Henry, they want, you know, the four people that they listed, uh, Kate, Sawyer, Hurley, and Jack. 
So it's more than just trading Henry for for Michael. It's also getting those four people that they want, which we'll talk yeah. about later because that's a big question. Yeah, that um, is a big question. And another thing in terms of the the timeline or whatever, uh, Zeke, you know, in this in the second uh, segment of the show, Zeke says, okay, when they capture Michael, uh, which was, first of all, it was really strange that Zeke sort of like hit him with a, uh, and I couldn't tell if he, I guess he hit him with a um, a slingshot, right? Um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a, that's a type of slingshot where you sort of put the rock in the thing, you twirl it around, and you launch it. That's um, a slingshot? Yeah, I think that's actually what, uh, how David beat Goliath in the, uh, you know, the infamous biblical story was with that uh, type of slingshot. I believe that's called a slingshot. So it's, it's that's different from that's what different I think That's different from the sort of rubber band propelled type slingshot. Yeah, it was sort of like a U thing. Um, well if you think form. about it, the the other one is a is really a sling, you know, it's the rubber band thing that you you, you know, you don't refer to that as a sling. That's just no? sort of no, I mean that's when that's I think a sling, the first the first idea comes to mind. Anyway, I thought it was interesting how he hit him with that. Um it was a very sort of primitive and very sort of uh, pedestrian wep- type of weapon. Um and and the fact that he could sort of do it with with the accuracy needed uh, for that distance uh, meant that he had some practice. So anyway, thought that was interesting. Right. Well, um, they needed to get him without killing him, and so that you know shooting at him wasn't a great idea. True, but I'm just saying the there's you know there's other things you could have written in there besides having the the guy pull out a slingshot. Right. Um, that was just a very weird thing to do. Um, I mean, they really could have, you know, shot him in the foot or something if they wanted him alive, but whatever. They um, could have, but then he'd be injured and it'd be a whole, you know, this way he's sort of subdued. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's it's good and it's different and it's unique, and I think it says something about the character that oh, okay. he used a slingshot. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably, I guess he's adept at certain things uh, based on that. Well, I mean, okay, we'll bring that up later if I remember, but um, something else I wanted to add to that, but that's, we'll save that for later. Uh, the other big thing, uh, sort of just going chronologically, is, you know, Charlie comes and talks to Claire, and he's so sort of pathetic, and he's like, oh, how's things going? Oh, I'm a loser. But um, right. he, he claims to find the, this vaccine in the pallet that was dropped. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's so many questions about the, the vaccine. I'm sure people will ask. Uh, my big question is, why would <laughs> – there's, so, there's, there's something wrong with a man who finds some drugs and says, hey, you should give this to yourself and your baby. I don't know what it is or what it could be for in yeah. the least. But why don't you and your baby start taking this stuff? I just think – and why does he even think it's a vac? I mean – Yeah, and, I mean, it, it has directions, and it says take every nine days, and most vaccines don't work like that. Most vaccines are one-time de- – you know, you take it, and, you know, you're done. You're vaccinated. You know, now there's, I know there's some vaccines like uh, – what. Uh, the tuberculosis, or you know, when you grow up in, in school, you have to get vaccines, and there's a couple vaccines you got to get. Like, you know, you get one when you're a kid, and then one when you're, you know, about to go to high school or something like that. Um, but most vaccines are a one-shot deal, and I don't know, you know, it's so strange that he would see this, these these drugs and, and be like, oh, well, you should take these. And not only that, there's really not enough to last that long. He says, you know, that there's enough to last for a while, but it's like. You know, if you're not sick yet, you guys have been there for 40-something days. 
if you guys aren't sick yet, you know, why start taking this drug and, and only to know that it's going to run out anyway? Right. You know? I mean, there's, there's no evidence that they need a vaccine. There's no evidence. Uh, and wouldn't it be a little bit wise to have Jack take a look at it since he is uh, a doctor? Yeah, he supposedly administered it to himself. I mean, that's very silly. Like, oh, look, here's some medicine. Uh, yeah. Let me shoot this. Oh, uh, nothing happened. Nothing, so why it's, don't, like, I, it's like nothing happened, but it's like, Charlie, did you give it 24 hours, 48 hours, a week to see what the side effects might be? Right. You know? And then he's just, and then, but even if he did wait, it's like, okay, so now I should give it to, to Claire and the baby? I yeah. Mean, and who, the only ones who's to say, I, I got to tell you. The biggest common sense, you know, meter should have went off and said, hey, if a vaccine is good for you, it, it, it probably means, that, you know, it might mean it's not good for a baby, a newborn baby that's like, what, two or three weeks old at the oldest? Right. You know, like, do you really think you need to give a baby a vaccine like that? Like, geez. And what would the dosage be? You wouldn't give a baby the same dosage you would an adult. You know, it's like, really fat, by the way. Huh? Baby's getting really fat. Oh, there's a lot of people getting fat on this show. Zeke, I'm looking <laughs> at you. Uh, Zeke was huge. He was huge. Now, yeah. I don't know if it was what he was wearing sort of accentuated his size versus, you know, the previous scenes we've seen him. I think he used to have, like, a jacket on or something. Or yeah. Something may have, you know, maybe he had, like, vertical lines. You know, vertical lines are slimming. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know if he was always big. But he, he seemed to gain a lot of weight. And, yeah. um and of course, his beard looked radically different uh, yeah. this episode. He's supposed to be just like walking behind the trees, like right where he was in that episode, uh, hunting party, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and he looks so different between the two scenes. Like, if they didn't have good editing or whatever, it would just look completely absurd. Yeah. Like he, his beard, it it just the 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 mass of it looks different, but it's gray, and his beard was brown originally, and it's just like, you don't look even remotely the same, and I don't know how we're supposed to believe that that's really, like... Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's the same leap of faith we're supposed to take, you know, with uh, Walt being, oh, you know, way taller and bigger than he, as he is now than when he was before. Right. Oh, the vaccine, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, right. I, mean, I would love for Jack to take a look at this and say, okay, you know... It makes, you know, he could sort of, you know, theorize what, you know, what this vaccine could be for, you know, like in terms of being on this island. Like, you know, he could say, you know, we're not sick yet. There's no reason to think we should be taking a vaccine, you know. And, and I was thinking that the vaccine could be specially formulated for whoever it was delivered for. It could be for a specific blood type. It could be for specific, yeah. you know, whatever. And it's like I can't – I mean, I guess I can believe it. I guess Charlie's just that stupid. And Claire, you know, she's not winning any IQ contests. Oh, God. Yeah. I think just take whatever. Oh, yeah, I'll just shoot this in the baby. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she – if she, she's going to kill that baby by the end of this series, man. She's just so negligent as a mother. It's sort of ridiculous. I'm surprised it's, it's made it this far. Yeah, I wonder if she's actually really feeding it or thinking that it'll – you know, get full off the air or something. <laughs> My baby only needs sunlight to grow. It's like a plant. <laughs> Maybe she gives oh, a, she gives Aaron to sun uh, to sun to babysit. Hey, son, you're good with plants. Take care of Aaron. He's a <laughs> he's a daisy. <laughs> oh god, oh, god, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, then the the, the 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 sort of crux of the or there's I guess there's two, but there's the 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 big scene. Where we where we find out sort of what happens when Michael got captured, you know, 
and uh, the big meeting with Zeke and my and uh, and Jack, uh, we saw Alex again, who everyone seems to think is Rousseau's long lost daughter. Uh, Which I mean, the fact that now we have confirmed her name is Alex. Yeah, she is not really the right age, but you know, in in TV slash movie terms, she's an okay age. Yeah, you know, because everybody, you know, if you're supposed to be 16, then you look like 25. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so she's, I guess, she's the right age, and so I think the only conclusion you can come to, plus she's sort of being painted as a sympathetic character. Oh, definitely. So the only conclusion you come to is this is, I mean, it'd be just such a weird coincidence if that was I like to think that uh, Alex was cloned, and this is the clone of Alex, and then the the real Alex uh, died uh, in a volcano-related accident. That's um, an interesting theory. Before we go on, I want to bring up a minor point, Charlie-related. He, he, uh, Vincent leads into the heroine. And he throws uh, it. In yeah, I was going to get to that since that's towards the end of the episode. Yeah, but I feel like it's a trivial matter that we can just sort of do away with. Sure, if you were to ruin the uh, flow of the show, but okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We, we can do it. If you want, we can do it. Later. No, no, it's fine. Well, I, I wanted to talk about this big scene, but go ahead if you want to jump to that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just, okay. We were anyway. just talking about one of the biggest scenes of the entire episode, but that's okay. Let's talk about Vincent. He's interesting. I just wanted to say <laughs> it's very stupid of him to throw the heroin in the ocean when we've already demonstrated that it has medical use. Well, I, you know, I thought the exact same thing, but, um, you know, Jack didn't tell anyone that he really did that, you know. Uh, it does have medical uses, and I thought, well, I guess we'll just have to not ever need it for medical uses anymore. Uh, because he threw it in the water, but uh, you know he's he's very he's proved himself to be not that bright, not that smart, right. and um, so he he doesn't know that that it has medical uses. Um, so I I can see why he did that. You know I sort of thought he might save one, but he, then he threw that one, and I was like, you know you can't fault him because he doesn't know that Jack did that, so it's not really his fault. I guess not, but I mean you think you would think? I mean it's just you know. Throwing away anything on an island where, you know, ostensibly there's a limited supply of things just doesn't seem like a good idea. But when it's heroin, though, he's pretty much thinking, you know, I'm the only addict on this island, and no one else has a use for this. This is a bad drug anyway, so there's no use for this at all, you know. I guess so. I so, just it really I mean, I thought me. I thought you were going to bring up the more absurd fact that Vincent even brought him the statue in the first place. Yeah, that's um, if that right dog there. isn't like when he when he asked, you know, did somebody put who put you up to this or something? I really thought Vincent was going to turn around and answer because I, I, there's no way I believe that Vincent went in Sawyer's stash. Like, I mean, you saw where those statues were in Sawyer's stash. You, you had yeah. to lift up that little uh, cover to get to them. How Vincent managed to lift up that lift up that cover with his little doggy nose and grab that and then bring it to Charlie? I mean, come on, guys, are we really supposed to believe that? I mean. I'd rather Charlie walk past, you know, Sawyer's tent and see it or something else. But don't have Vincent bring it to him. That was that was way too ridiculous, man. I mean, you might as well have Smokey bring it to him. I, I'd believe that more than I'd bring, have Vincent bring it. But hmm. whatever. It's one of those things we just got to believe could happen, I guess. Yeah, I guess Vincent's amazing. All right, anyway, we can move on. Back anyway, to... back to the important, interesting topics. 
Um, so we got to see, you know, what happened with the with the whole incident when uh, Jack and Jack and the gang met Zeke and his gang. Um, so one of the big things that I that I talked to you about, not in podcast form, but just on our own accord, um, was the idea that um, this goes back to the idea that the two the two party theory, the idea that there's two groups of others, which I think in this episode I'm beginning to think there's only one group. The jury's still out on it, I think, you know, totally 100%, because they've still got a lot of explaining to do to uh, put all the pieces together, but it seems like there's only one group, um, but uh, you were, in, you know, when you were when you were giving your reasons why you think there's only one group, you were saying you thought Zeke and, and the gang were dressing up um, to make themselves look uh, less threatening, and I contended that that's not a very good tactic. Um, that in any sort of war situation or, or conflict situation, um, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, there's really not a good reason to make yourself look uh, weaker to the enemy. You, you'd want to make yourself look bigger. And we didn't get, you know, I don't think this proves it 100%, but I think um, in this episode, you know, because I, I basically said um, a while ago that in this scene when, when – Zeke tells them to light them up, and they show all the torches, and Jack thinks, um, you know, oh, man, they have so many more people than we do. I thought that was just a, a trick. That was a, that was a you know, a little magic trick they did. You know, maybe, you know, they had, like, ten people out there, and each person was holding two torches or something like that. And I think the way that Zeke explained, you know, because he told, I guess, Pickett or whoever the guy was, he said, okay, make sure, you know, they're ready with the torches. You know, because this is this is the trick we're going to pull on them to make them think we're, we have a lot of numbers. So that was the thing I was mentioning that uh, I think sort of proves, at least helps to prove my theory that uh, they were trying to make themselves look bigger when in fact they are smaller uh, in number. But I don't know. What was your take on that? Well, but there's a difference between smaller number and smaller in terms of technology. Um, so uh, I think you know. I, you know, I, I guess you disagree, but I believe there are advantages to having the enemy believe that you're weaker than you are. I think you could certainly use that to your advantage. Maybe no one ever does that, but I, I can see situations in which it would be better, uh, it would be good to have the enemy think that you're weak because they come underprepared and you can sort of overcome them easily. But that only I think that works, but not when you want the enemy to stay at bay. That was my point. That's what I said before. If, if like he said, they drew a line in the sand and they said, don't cross this line. If you're trying to tell your enemy not to come near us, don't come looking for us, you don't want to make yourself look weaker because the enemy's going to say, well, how can they threaten us? They're weaker than we are. Even if that's not the case, you know, yeah. um, they're weaker than us. That gives them more of an incentive to want to come and attack. Right. If you don't want someone to attack you or come into your territory, the best thing, no matter if you if you really are strong or you really are weak, is to say, hey, we out, we're out manning you guys, you know, three to one or whatever. Don't cross this line. You can't say, hey, uh, don't cross this line and, 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 and make yourself look weaker because then they're going to say, well, how are they going to tell us not to, not to do X, Y, and Z? They don't have any manpower. You know, right. So we'll see. I mean, well, I guess we'll see how that how that unfolds. But um, I, I, I thought it was pretty clear, or at least it seemed pretty clear that that whole thing was a trick with the with the torches. 
I, I don't think so. I don't think it was a trick. I think, you know, based on the camp, they have enough people to pull off what they did. Um, well, you didn't see that many people in the camp. I don't think you saw more than 15, if that. I mean, there was a bunch of tents. I thought there was implied enough people to do what they I did. I saw maybe six tents. Because you're saying 10 people with two torches. I mean, 20 people isn't a big stretch, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I, I just threw out a number. I didn't count how many torches there were in the scene. So I, I, well, I didn't either. But, you know, uh, it, it well, it seemed like less in this episode than it did previously. But um, but I, I still don't think it was a trick. But I do want to say uh, that that they didn't really want them to stay away. I mean, you know, well, at least eventually they didn't. Uh, you know, they, they want, uh, I guess, five, four of them to come. Um, well, they, I mean, I think they did want them to stay away. I mean, I, I mean, I guess we don't know if they always intended to get those four or not, but it was pretty clear they wanted them to stay away. I mean, I can't imagine those four were, yeah, they said that, but now I mean, they even, because even to if. Come. Yeah, but well, they want them now. It doesn't mean that they always wanted them. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because if they wanted them then, you think they'd just take them then? Yeah, they could have taken them then. They had or... Jack Sawyer and Kate all there. Yeah. Uh, the only one they are missing is Hurley, and why they want Hurley, I'll never know. Yeah. Or I guess I will, but I just barely. I don't know what to make of that. It's very. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll semi-concede on that, but I, I still believe, actually, I think when I saw this episode, I feel like it's, it's almost conclusive evidence that there's one group. We have all of the elements that we've seen so far tied together in this episode. We have no separation whatsoever shown here. So um, I feel like this is, I mean as conclusive, almost as conclusive as you can get that there's one group. I actually now, I, I don't even think, I, my original opinion was that they changed their mind about who the others were and they're trying to explain it. Now I, I'm actually starting to think that this was the plan originally and that they just have, they have some sort of overall plan for why the others are doing this stuff and that that's the way it was from the beginning. And so that's why it appeared maybe that there were two groups. And so the gradual unfolding here is explaining why all this stuff is going on. I feel like that's the, the, I, the mystery. I think that. there's there's still some, some things out there left to be explained. Like, well, the big thing is, uh, I mean, I think there are there are pointing in the direction that there's there's just one group. Uh, but the big question would be why are they why are they pretending? You know, Walt says in the end, you know, they're just pretending they're not who they say they are. Right. Um, you know, why would you have a whole group of people sort of pretending to be in this low tech level? Um, right. I think is a is a big question. But I still think there's a lot of things out there that that uh, you that that, that that hasn't that doesn't really uh, it isn't really explained. God, I had two things in my mind. What were they? Um, now, I agree that they haven't explained everything. Yeah. Well, you're saying they sort of tied all the elements together, and I don't think that's true. I, they don't explain, like, the whispering. Like, like if, they're, if, if, the, the, if the others aren't supernatural like they, you know, sort of had be in the beginning versus the tech group of others who, you know, went, you know in, the, in the medical hatch in that episode, um, you know, the whispering, uh, those scenes when they're sort of, walk, you know, 
tra- traipsing through the jungle and not making any sound. Like there's there's some weird things going on that you know them being the same group doesn't really satisfy. Uh, and those just could be outliers and anomalies and you know just you know because it's because it's a show or whatever. But uh, I don't think it's an all-encompassing theory. But I, I do think that's where they're leading us. So we'll, I think there's more answers left to be uh, to be explained. Right. Yeah, no, those things, the whispering and, yeah, the apparent supernatural abilities uh, definitely need to be explained. And, you know, I, that that stuff, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. But I do think they've tied together, they've tied together the two candidates for the two groups. So I feel like that is, you know, uh, I mean, it's still not out of the realm of possibility that there's another Zeke, that the people, that the person we saw in the medical hatch was a different person. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's plausible, but I think that's still, that's yeah. Still I mean, possible. based on finding the fake beard and all that, I think it's pretty conclusive that they're the same person. Well, what if, what if that Zeke in the medical hatch was pretending to be the other Zeke that's with the these low tech others? Well, you know. I mean, I mean, I still think there's there's a lot there's a lot more going on than we've than we've figured yet to figure. That out. just seems like a lot more ridiculous explanation than just saying there's the same person because they're showing they're they're explaining why he would look different. You know, it's a and, TV show though. You know, they're not going to give us all the answers. You know, I agree, but I think I I really don't think that's going to be. Um, you know, I, I think that's one of those things that's, that's not going to, you know, this is my opinion, obviously, but I, I just don't think that's going to be an issue yeah. at all. They just I have to give me a really good reason why they're dressing up. That's all I want. I just want right. a really good reason because it's still, I can't can't imagine why. I mean, like, I still don't buy, like, you know, this group of others who have been on the island longer want to make some new group of people, you know, i.e. the Losties, want to intimidate them or make them, you know, think whatever by, by making them, you know, because they basically would have, they would have to have dressed like this before the the, the losties got on the island. I don't buy that right when the plane crashed, they're like, okay, so now we're going to get all this stuff and we're going to not wear shoes and we're going we're gonna to pretend to be this type of people because there's these new people on the island. Like, I don't buy that at all. That doesn't really make um, that really doesn't make any sense that they're doing this just because the Losties who know nothing about what's going on, on the island have no clue about anything and actually don't really pose a big threat because it's not like they're trying to expand and you know in on the island and trying to go where they're not try, you know supposed to be going you know I mean like when even even back when Zeke made that proclamation you know don't cross this line I was thinking they, they're not really trying to I mean the only reason they were there because they were trying to find Michael. Right. I mean, if you didn't take his boy, they would have been fine staying on the beach to, for them to themselves, you know. Right. So I feel like what they're doing with the dressing up and pretending is 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 not to make them look themselves look weaker than the other people. I don't think it has anything to do with the losties. Uh, if it does, it's going to have to be a pretty good answer. Right. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's the best explanation I could come up with. But, yeah, hopefully that's not the case because it really should be better than that. I agree. Um, They definitely need to explain it. I mean, I I don't know how much, you know, I mean, there's a big question about how much about the lost people crashing there is, you know. I mean, now we know there's a a boat, uh, you know, who are the others, and what are they doing there, and how much do they know, you know, I mean, what if, I mean, 
we don't know how much of a connection there are, there is between the others. And, I mean, I guess we know they took uh, Danielle's uh, kids, so I guess they were there before. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we can safely say they've been there for 16 years. So, right. you know, I can't believe that, that they would just now be pretending to dress and live like that, you know. Um, so I think there's a lot more going on. I hope there's a lot more going on. And that's how she knew them. So I, so I think... I think that's probably it's probably safe to say. I mean, she she really should have found their camp. I mean, I I was really astounded that they just have a camp. I mean, I, I always had the impression originally that like uh, that they lived in some hidden area or whatever because mm-hmm. it just seemed like you know somebody would have found them by now. Yeah, and they're on the beach too. So if you basically walk walk the beach of the island, you would eventually find them. Yeah, and as desperate as she was to find her kid, I mean, I'm really surprised she didn't just stumble on their camp by now. Yeah, well, maybe she, you know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, didn't Damon and Carlton in the official podcast say that, uh, allude that she might not be telling the whole truth or something like that at one point? They did, they did. You know, so uh, maybe, you know, maybe she did find the camp and maybe, you know, she is she is pretty crazy, at least to, to a certain degree, so who, who knows what you know, what she's saying. But, yeah, it, if, if we're supposed to believe what she says, or, or if, I should say if what she says is true, then uh, she really should have found their camp by now. In 16 years, the island can't be that big. Now, what I want to know is, how did the others know that they had Henry Gale? Oh, that, um, yeah, that you know, there's, there's a lot going on with that. Are we going to talk about that now? About okay, that last. Well, scene. whatever. It was just a question I had. We can talk about. I it don't. Later. You know. I don't, I don't know. But let's let's talk about some of the smaller things first. Okay. Uh, but right. You know. Remember to bring that up when we talk about uh, those scenes in the in the in the others camp. Right. Right. Um. So we talked about the, the weird vaccine. Um. Yeah. Do you think the the vaccine was the same stuff that Desmond was taking? You know, when we first saw him in the hatch. I mean, I guess that's sort of the obvious. That would be a reasonable obvious. thing to think, I guess, because yeah. uh, that that stuff was dropped, uh, you know, for that hatch. Um, so so I, I guess it's safe to say that. Now, you know, based on what we found out about the pearl and what that said about the nature of the swan hatch, you know, that it's a psychological experiment, um, supposedly, um, I, you know, I wonder if it really does anything. I mean, uh, it makes me think that that was part of the thing. Like that was part of the experiment. Yeah, you got to take this medicine because there's there's disease out there. You know, I I I never bought that, and I still don't. I just you I know, just, it makes me it makes me think about the quarantine that was written on the hatch too. That uh, that maybe that's why. It said quarantine on the inside of the hatch, so that the participants would see that and think they're quarantined. Right. Um, but it always, I always wondered, okay, if these people think that they're in this experiment, then um, like, how do they actually get to the hatch? You know what I mean? Like, I guess they come from the barracks, and maybe you know they come up across the Paula Ferry, but are they like in in this sort of like, um, you know, it's like at one point. Are they inducted into the program? At what point are they, you know, maybe Dharma or whatever organization, you know, they're just sort of participants and they don't have a, an assignment yet, and then they're told, okay, now you get your assignment, 
but then where does it come to where you can tell them, okay, there's this sickness, and all of a sudden you need to start taking this stuff? Right. You know, there, there, there's some weird point there to where they're normal people, and then they think, and then they're part of this experiment. And uh, so I wonder, how did they get to the island? I mean, are they sort of escorted and they, you know, blindfolded and they're in a, in a, uh, you know, biohazard suit or something, so that they believe that the outside is is toxic or something, and they get in the hatch and they can take that off. You know, I, I just wonder what the what the sort of timeline is there from a normal participant to of the of a general, you know, a general participant and the people who are going to be in that uh, swan hatch. Also makes me think that you know, two things that if if you sort of do the math and figure out how much uh, how much vaccine is there since you know you're supposed to do a shot every nine days, you you could theorize that you know whatever number that is, however long that's supposed to last, is the the time between supply drops, so that when that uh, when that supply runs out, you would theoretically get a new supply of the vaccine and all the other stuff that's on the pallet. Um, so I wonder if that's why Charlie didn't exactly tell Claire, you know, how many, how many, uh, you know, because he tells her, you know, uh, you're supposed to take a shot every nine days and there's enough here for a while. You know, he didn't say there's enough here for 45 days or something, you know, because maybe, you know, in that amount of time we're going to get another supply drop or something. Um, and we talked a while ago about, like, if, if pallets come every so often, where are the other pallets? You know, where where is all the other food and boxes and crates and, and parachute and all that other stuff that would have accompanied a, a supply drop? You know, it seems like that stuff would be hard to hide, but whatever. You mean for the other hatches? No, for this hatch. Like if like if the if this if you know obviously this isn't this shouldn't be the first supply drop for the swan hatch. So if there was another supply drop you know months before, you would think they you know you would find a parachute, you would find crates, you would find some remnants of that first uh, or the or the previous uh, supply drop. Because what would you oh. do with that stuff? What would you do with the parachute that 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 came with the supply drop? I mean, burn I wonder it. wonder what they did. You would just burn it. Burn it. I don't think you would burn it. I think, uh, burn it. well, I think if you're losties on the beach, you would somehow use it as a shelter or use it to make stuff. I don't think you would burn it. That's sort of ridiculous. I don't believe that, but um, that's the just, only thing I could come up with why it wouldn't be there. Oh, okay, why it wouldn't be there. Just burn it. Yeah. But, and, but if you're in the hatch, if if you live in the hatch, um, oh, that was the other thing a while ago I thought about, you know, with the whole, if, if there is a sickness thing, then shouldn't there be some sort of, bio suits, because if the participants are inside of the hatch and they, they're taking these vaccines and they think there's some sort of sickness or whatever the, the conceit is, when they go out to, to, to get the supplies from the supply job, wouldn't they have to sort of protect themselves from the environment? Yeah, I mean, they so really should. Yeah, so wouldn't you expect in the hatch somewhere to be at least two, you know, bio suits? Right. It That's makes me think that, like, one of them knows and one of them doesn't or something. And, like, and, and they they have to, like, herd them into the blast door room or whatever. And then, like, they go. And somehow they don't know. I, I can't even fathom But then how would where. you explain the, the whole, I mean, yeah, if, you're, if your partner is in the blast door and then you go and get the stuff and you come back and the blast door, you know, you would have you'd have a lot of explaining to do about what yeah. happened. And you couldn't you couldn't do that for too long. 
Well, we can't leave, but um, I got these supplies. Yeah, I got these supplies. Don't ask me where or how. <laughs> um, but let's. I eat. know I made you go into that room, and uh, and then uh, all of a sudden we have these supplies. But l- let's just say they're here now. Did you and think, since we're already on sort of a tangent, do you think that we're going to get more from the blast door map? Um, you know, I. <laughs> I'm starting to think we're not, but maybe we will. Because you know, Lost is one of those shows where they they love, like, bringing up something and then just dropping it for a long time. Yeah. And then and then really dealing with it way later. I mean, like, for instance, Claire's kidnapping. I mean, that yeah. was, there was a huge separation between when they talked about it and when they dealt with it. Uh, another example would be what Kate did or whatever, her, mm-hmm. why she was, being transported by a by a marshal or whoever that was, you know they 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 do that a lot, and so that leads me to believe that maybe the map won't matter for the rest of the season, which is one episode at this point. Yeah, I feel like at some stage the map will come into play again. Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering because you know I really thought that map was going to lead to a lot more than just finding the pearl station. That's I, I feel like it has to. There's so much information on there, uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But, um, oh, that was one of the things I was going to talk about, was Alex said, Alex said that, um, that Zeke was delivering a message, um, you know, which I think is, is another example of, of them, uh, of their posturing, they're pretending to whatever, uh, but what do you think that meant? Do you think, do you, do you think it meant, because I wondered if it means he's just delivering a message in terms of, like I'm, he's just going to tell them, hey, don't cross this line, or that in the message of a sense that he's, I guess, d- delivering in the sense of relaying, like this, this is an edict, you know, sent down from him or whoever's in ultimately in charge. Right. Um, uh, remind me, she said that. Uh, she said that when Michael was captured, this was sort of the, you know, the behind the scenes of the, of the manhunt party thing. Hunting, hunting party, party yeah, thing. okay. So, you know, she's there guarding Michael. And, you know, Claire's there. I mean, I'm sorry, Kate's there. Um, and then, you know, they send Kate out to uh, – I love that. I always love that scene when Kate's like, hey, I could come too. And Jack's <laughs> like, no, you stay behind. And she's like, okay. And then she gets captured, and it's like – I can handle myself. I can I'm handle myself. Go. I'm a girl. Uh, and then she gets captured and sort of proves herself wrong. Yeah, um, way to go. <laughs> but you know what? If she turns out to be a mole, which I don't think she is, but if she turns no. out to be a mole, we're going to look back at that and say, hey, you got captured on purpose. You know, so was she right next to Michael? She was right next to Michael the whole time. And didn't even know? Cause she didn't know because, because uh, well, Zeke said if you if you say anything, you never see your son again. And I love how they're throwing around that threat. Like, they're just throwing that threat around. Like, ugh. I'm tired of that um, because I feel like it, they really the threat really should be. I mean, I guess that's a good threat, but I would think that there should be, you know, we'll we'll kill you because the only way you're going to stop Michael from seeing his son is if you kill him. You know, I mean, you can't say we'll never let you see your son again and like let him go and expect him never to find Walt. Oh, okay. Well, they said never. So nah, I said never. Go. Yeah. So really, that that should should become. You know, we're going to kill you uh, because that's really what it would take to stop Michael from seeing his son. But um, so, and at yeah. the point he's at, I mean, this desperate sort of, I mean, it seems like he's so like, you know, despondent that the threat like that doesn't seem like it would have that much of an effect on him. Yeah, exactly. You know, so um, I, 
Alex Alex also asked Michael if Claire was okay. Um, That's true. Yeah, which I thought, you know, obviously she knows Claire from the maternity leave episode, where she helped her escape. Right. Um, okay, anyway. So, you know, I mean, I was always wondering about that that part when she, she helps her escape. It, it, I... Uh, the way they paint her once again in this episode as as a sympathetic character, and so you know even behind the scenes, like when no one's watching, mm-hmm. she's not, you know, well I guess Michael's there, but you know it makes me think I, I guess she really did help Claire. I mean part of me thought she was somehow in on some sort of some some letting her go on purpose for some specific reason and yeah. And that she really was, you know, because she is sort of helping the others out and living among them freely. I mean, it seems like she could run away if she wanted to. Well, you know, I'm assuming that they have told her her mother's dead, if she even remembers her mother. I mean, I mean, obviously she was a baby, so she shouldn't actually remember her, but she was probably, she was either told that, like, someone in the other's camp is her parents, you know, her mom or dad or, you know, whatever, or she's been told that her parents are dead, so she has no real reason to leave. But she right. does seem to think that what they're doing isn't exactly right. Yeah, right. Uh, so, oh, what I was going to say about the delivering a message thing, um, I, I, I would, I would guess, I would guess, I, I don't have a lot of interesting things to add to that, but I would guess that that's what you said. It's, it's, it's literally giving a message from the leader of the others to the lost people. Okay. You know, that's how I'd interpret that. I really don't know how else to interpret it. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, the other the other way to interpret it is just that delivering a message in terms of Zeke was the guy who thought of, you know, who's coming to tell them this, and it didn't, it's not something brought, you know, given to him to say, but it's his own idea to, to tell them this. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he. He would do that of his own accord just for no reason i i think he's uh he's not they they've made they've taken great pains i think to to show that he is not the leader at all and that he 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 is just acting as leaders have they really taken yeah. great pains to show that yeah I you think, only I know that from have. one one episode one line in one episode right well I mean, no. I mean, we we have repeated. Oh, when Henry when Henry references. Oh yeah, I forgot about the whole Henry stuff. Right. I mean, he 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 yeah. He was very adamant about you know. Of course, you know, you barely believe anything Henry says, but but I I, I believe that actually, um, and you know because it lines up with what Zeke himself says, you know. Uh, when he's talking to Ethan in maternity leave, yeah, and he and he says, you know, he's going to be very angry and whatever. And so I think I think Zeke, um, this is something I heard in the Lost Cast, so I won't take credit for it, but I think Zeke is something like, you know, middle management. Uh-huh. You know, he's he's he oversees things, but he reports to people who report to people. Like I don't think he's yeah. really that high up. I mean, I could, but I could still see him as sort of the leader of you know, uh, of what's going on. In that, you know, in that respect of the others on the island, uh, you know, or not should say leader, but manager, uh, that he would, he would, you know, say, okay, the losses are doing this, they're doing that. Let me make sure that they don't get too close to what we're doing. So I could see it coming directly from him, but I can, I can also see it being uh, something 
you know, that the the leader who's ever in charge told him to tell them to. So, I just feel like you wouldn't take a step like that without approval. But you know, I mean, maybe he was forced into that situation. Well, and if, just did if he wants he a raise, he's going to have to be more proactive, and uh, <laughs> I think he's showing it. Right, right. So, That's what we need to see you uh, going above and beyond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if we're if we're ever going to because do that. that was one of the qualities he listed. Uh, that extra vacation that, time in his interview, he said before. he always goes beyond the call of duty. So, <laughs> um, you know what I love? I love in writing where um a character uh, a character gives a reason you know why why a should happen you know we we need to do this because of this and then later uh and I've seen this in several examples of uh a couple times in lost and you know in like sitcoms and stuff it's a lot a lot of times it's in sitcoms um and then you know so a character says okay we need to do a because of this and then, uh, and then later, another person or, or either the same character says, we need to do B because of this. And the, this is the same thing. They give the same reason to do two different things. And I love when people do that in writing. Uh, I don't know why. I just love it. But it, it reminds me of when an example that happened when Michael was, was telling Jack why it's his decision who gets to go. Ah, right, right. And, um... And, and the reason it was his decision was because of Walt, I guess? Yeah, he was saying, you know, this is my kid. I get to make the calls. What did he say? Yeah, this is my kid. I get to make the calls, so I get to decide who goes. And, and you know, when you're watching it as a viewer, you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. And Jack did the same thing. He's like, yeah, okay, you're right. It's your call. But then when when uh, Sawyer um, was trying to get uh, Saeed to come, uh, you know, Jack Jack told Sawyer the same Jack told Saeed the same thing that Michael told him. You know, well it's his kid, it's his decision. And Saeed goes, No, it's not. It's our decision and I'm like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's like you get two different answers from sort of the same argument, you know, and it's I love when they I love when, I love when writers are able to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean I think since he's so emotionally connected to this sort of mission, like it really uh it really isn't a good idea. I mean, you know, forgetting about the fact that he's he's working for the others here, uh, it, it isn't a good idea to let him make the decisions because he. I don't think he's thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. Just in general, you know, you want someone who's level-headed and, and sort of detached from the situation. Uh, Saeed? <laughs> to call the shots. Exactly, exactly. I think he would be great to do that. And so, you know. I definitely land uh, land in that camp as far as that. But I, when Michael said that, I mean, you do sort of, you know, you feel like, okay, well, you know, it is your deal. Maybe you should, but, you know, but really, if you think about it, I, I think uh, I think that's not true. Um, I just want to say I love Saeed. He's the best character on the show. I wish they used him more. Okay, um, hopefully they will, because it, uh, you know, can I can I go ahead and throw out a theory that it's going to be a spoiler if it comes true. Um, I think basically what's going to happen is, you know, the, the gang, you know, the four people that the others want and Michael are going to go out, but I think Saeed is going to trail them uh, sort of as backup to make sure everything, you know, or I should say to make sure nothing goes too crazy. Crazy. So we'll see what right. happens. We'll see what happens. That would be uh, ideal. I mean, obviously, you know, based on that last scene, you know, he sort of knows, uh, has intuited, you know, well, you know, much much better than than anyone else has. Uh, what's going on? I mean, he he's pretty much spot on about what's going yeah. on. 
So, uh, yeah, I would hope that, that he would uh, do something like that to, to make sure they don't just get led like sheep to a trap. I wish they would have said what, like, what you meant, you, you referenced the fact that, you know, Saeed has pulled that trick, you know, where you shoot yourself and let the prisoner go right. uh, sort of trick. I wish he would have specifically mentioned that, you know, and said, Jack, you know, the shooting yourself and the prisoner escaping, they have done that. That's, right. uh, you know, I saw right through that, you know. Um, would have been nice if he would have said that. Um, yeah, that would have been a, a nice touch. But, I guess we're uh, just supposed to believe he 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 thinks that because he's done that, but whatever. I, I feel like in this episode they're suggesting that the reason he thinks that is when Michael comes up to him and, like, he is super adamant about him not coming. I feel like that's when he's supposed to get, be getting suspicious. Yeah. You well, know, no, I think that's true. That's when, he, that's when he's like, okay, something's up here, but... Um, you know, I thought in this episode we got, I think we got a lot of answers, like a lot of questions that they brought up in this episode were answered in this episode, you know, which is really unusual. Like, you know, in the beginning of the episode when you see Michael burning that piece of paper, uh, the first thing I said is, oh, wow, what's on that list? Hmm, hmm. And then later we find out what was on the list. Right, right. You know, and there's there's so many little questions that come up. And that they sort of answer really quickly, yeah. and I, I guess it's because it's towards the end of the season. It sweeps, man. We're allowed to answer questions now. I guess so. Yeah, the the list. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was surprised that they were. I figured like, oh man, we're not going to know what that was until like. <laughs> yeah. You're right. This uh, this was sort of a sort of a almost. It was it, it sort of played to me like a prologue for the. Uh, for the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. very, it was sort of quick, and uh, it, was, it was, it felt really weird. It didn't feel like a normal episode. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of setup and exposition, and it doesn't have the normal arc of an episode, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it just, it seems to just sort of uh, set up a lot of situations. Okay, so okay. In, in, in one of the later scenes, we find that uh, Pickett um, took... Michael's blood. He took a sample of Michael's blood. Um, for what oh, reason? Right. For what reason? We will sh- hopefully soon see. Um, may, I was thinking off the top of my head, you know, a DNA test to make sure he's still that he's really Walt's dad, or ah. to see if maybe he he's, has an illness, maybe the sickness. Um, okay. You know, I okay. can't think of anything else really that you know. Those two things are the big things that pop in my head. Yeah. Um. um uh. I guess I guess I don't. Yeah, DNA test. I mean, they they uh, when Walt shows up, he references uh, that they're that they're making him take tests, and um, so I don't know what that means. But uh, oh, I I know what that means. Oh, do you? Let's talk about that later. All right. <laughs> uh, but um, I thought maybe that had something like they were going to test his his uh, his. DNA for something or you know I feel like they a were kid, gonna run some I don't think a kid would would you know if a kid gets a medical exam I don't think they say they make me take tests uh, that's not I don't think that's what a normal person would sort of reference you know uh, when you know you get your blood drawn you don't say hey they made me take a test I mean <laughs> it's a blood test they they do call it that they do call it a blood test but what I'm saying is. Like, it, especially a kid, like, if, if someone comes in and takes his blood and, you know, and then leaves, and, you know, even if he assumes they're doing a blood test, I don't think he's going to say, they made me take a test. 
they're making me take tests. That's not what you would say. You know, you would say they took my blood or they did something with it. You know, that's, you know, when someone takes your blood, that's not making you take a test. You know what I'm saying? Um, this, this is sort of yeah, the verbiage okay. is sort of off, I think, for that to be specifically what uh, he was referring to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but anyway, I, I think by test, I think they mean uh, like mental tests. You know, I mean, obviously. Well, first let's talk about, let's introduce Miss Clue. Um, I love these very enigmatic names. Uh, yeah. Just like Mr. Echo. Um, right. Uh, I wrote down, okay, what's next? Madam Infinity and Sir Strange. Like, they just get these, like, weird names for people now. I don't know what's going on. Like, she couldn't just be, like, Sally or something. No. Uh, my name is Sally Jenkins. No, I miss Clue. And, I mean, no. does the word Clue, I mean, are we supposed to think that she's, like, a clue to something or she can lead us to something? Or is it just, like, I mean, why Clue? I mean, why Clue? Okay. I don't know. Now, I, I would like to point out on the subject of names of others, we have um, Ethan, uh-huh. who was called Ethan uh, by uh, Zeke in the maternity leave episode. So, so I guess we can conclude that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I guess we'll we'll take that as a real name. But we don't know Zeke's name. We're calling him Zeke because Sawyer did. Yeah. Um, we don't know Goodwin's name. We don't know Henry Gale's name. Well, Henry refers to Goodwin as Goodwin. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, so it's the same situation with Ethan. You can assume his name was Goodwin. I guess so. I guess so. Why did they use their real names? But Henry Gale calls himself Henry Gale. And Zeke doesn't even have a name. He doesn't have a name yet. You know, it made me think, um, that reminds me, you know, because when, like, when we were wondering if if Henry really knew, or how Henry knew that Anna knew Goodwin and all that, all that crazy stuff with that, uh, you know, the fact that Henry references Goodwin by the name Goodwin, um, it reminded me in in this episode that, uh, you know, um, when Miss Clue shows, uh, Michael the List, he says, who's, uh, what's his name, James Ford or something? James Ford, yeah. And and she says, oh, you know him by the name Sawyer. And I'm like, how does she know that? How do you guys right. know what they call each other? I mean, the only way to know that is, um, well, it's sort of some sort of reconnaissance mission, you know, if Kate's a mole or something like that, or... Ethan. Or eavesdropping. You think Ethan? That, I mean, that's a possibility. He was there for a while. I mean, he could have... He could that. have, and then jotted made a note that he James Ford. But it's like, how do you know who James Ford is? Yeah, I know. Well, that goes back to the question I had, you know, way back about the hunting party, about how he knew. He just says, "Oh, uh, whatever, Jack." He calls Jack by his name, and I'm like, "How do you know their names?" You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you knew that there are lost people with these names, how do you match a face to a name like yeah. that? You even, know? you know, what i got to tell you, even even with, like, some sort of reconnaissance, it's still pretty hard unless you sort of get down everyone's descriptions pretty well. I mean, maybe yeah. they said, okay, Jack is a guy whose eyebrows are up to the top of his head, you know, so maybe that's how he knew he was Jack. <laughs> a furrowed brow and a shaved head, and that's Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah, or maybe um, you know, maybe they were, maybe they, maybe it was the report was okay. Jack is the guy who will be the leader, or he's the guy who will talk to you, or something. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's weird that he would. Uh, 
Well, and that's the other thing. It reminded me when uh, when Pickett asked Michael, so you must be Walt's dad. Like, I feel like he knew that was Walt's dad. <laughs> you know, it's one of those questions where it's like you really know the answer, but uh, right. you're just going to ask. You have to be an asshole, I guess. But it, it really is a mystery how they could know so much. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even if he's made a list, it, it just doesn't explain how they know as much as they do. So anyway, um... So we have this new character, and as we said before, we don't know, you know, a lot of others' names have been, well, I guess we know a couple of them. Um, you know, Henry Gale is concealing his name, and now we have this Miss Clue. And I guess the, the main question for her is, who is she? Uh, you know, where does she stand on the, the other's totem pole? Um, you know, why, what, what is she doing? I mean... She she asks uh, Michael all of these uh, specific questions about Walt's childhood, mm-hmm. and uh, and then um, Michael doesn't know the answer, and it seems to me like she was sort of judging him, like unworthy of Walt or something like that. Like I got some weird sense that like she was saying like he he doesn't deserve him or something. Yeah, I you know I got that sense at the very end when she basically says that she sort of she says you know she asks all the questions and then she says, well, you know if you're you want him back so bad but you don't even know anything about him, and you know, and that's why I think where your idea comes from. But to me in the beginning I thought she was just sort of asking questions because she was really wanting to verify if Walt was you know sort of it you know. If if there's some sort of prophecy or whatever, if Walt is who he sh- should be, you know, because maybe if if when he was a kid he was really sickly, then you know this isn't the kid we're looking for because the kid we're looking for would never get sick or you know things along that line. Uh, but when she when she says that, that high little last line, well, you really want him back, but you don't even know anything about him. I was thinking I really wanted Michael to say, you know, you know, love does not equate to, to facts. Like what you know, what I know about my son does not equal how much I love him. You know, that's ridiculous. To me, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Like you don't even know anything about him. How could you? How could you want him back? How could you love this boy? You don't even know. You know when how many colds he's had his entire life. Like that's so ridiculous. Like those those minuscule facts does that equal how this dad intrinsically feels about his son? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I really wish right. they would have said that because I really feel like they were the writers were sort of trying to you know, pinpoint that scene with that line, you know, you don't even know anything about him and sort of make Michael feel bad. But I really wish Michael would have come back and said, you know, you know, the little details I know about my son does not equate to how much I love him, you know. I think that's ridiculous, you know. That's like, you know, let's say if you adopt a kid who's 10 years old or whatever and you don't know anything about their past but and and you're going to tell this adoptive parent that they don't love their child, you know, after being with them, I mean, that's sort of ridiculous. I mean, he's kind of in a situation where he barely, like, you know, met him, like, Mm -hmm. you know, for real, right before he got on the plane. And so, you know, it was like they barely started forming a relationship when he got taken. Yeah. So, you know, he hasn't even had the chance, really, to to find out a lot of stuff. So, Definitely. And, and, and the reason Walt wasn't with him was not really Michael's fault. I mean, you, I guess you could... How much responsibility does he does he have for that? I mean, I think that it's, it's very sort of little because he. I mean, he. They showed how much he tried to have Walt, and she, the mother, was just not letting him. Right, and she, you know, she was. Uh, what was she? A lawyer? She's or something? a lawyer. Yeah. She 
she had all sorts of resources that he didn't have, and so it was just not um, feasible for him to get back. And he did try, yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you look at it from that perspective, um, the only thing you could blame him for is not making the relationship work, I guess, and that's, you know, uh, well, it's not really fair to blame someone. I don't for, even, like, especially since she's the one who wanted to leave the country with her new boyfriend, and she's the one who put her career before her family, you know, in terms of her extended family with Michael and Walt, you know, like. Right. So, I mean, really, she's the villain in the whole story. Yeah. I mean, she was the one pulling all the strings, and she was the one, you know, causing hell for everybody. Um, right. Which I think is why she's dead. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? No, I'm kidding. Karma? Oh, okay. Karma, yeah. Uh, the Karma Initiative uh, killed her. <laughs> uh, but Miss Clue, I mean, what do you what do you think she is? Uh, and I mean, I guess she she was asking those those questions, and um, I feel like she's the one testing Walt, and she's the one giving him all the you know when she that was so scary when she so creepy when she said, "Has Walt ever appeared anywhere he wasn't supposed to be?" Oh like, God, that's such a weird question to ask someone. I mean, like I was I was wondering if Michael was gonna be like. Yeah, there was that one time I was in New York, and I had just talked to him on the phone when he was in Australia, and all of a sudden he was in my kitchen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Which kind of goes back to that remote viewing thing you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, which goes back to remote viewing, which uh, maybe I should retract my previous uh, hypothesis on what remote viewing might, uh, you know, this sort of like pedestrian idea of remote viewing just being the cameras in the uh in the in the pearl but it looks like they're they're really going with this idea of uh seeing and being in a place uh that your physical body isn't uh which would supposedly explain why Locke, why Locke appeared to Shannon those two times I'm sorry why Walt, Walt. Uh, you know there's something phonetically about Walt and Locke that like really makes me change those names around I don't know what it is yeah, I have no idea. I don't think yeah. I've ever done that. But yeah. I, they they do sound similar. They guess, they have this weird like mirroredness to them. Locke and Walt. I don't know. There's yeah. something about that. Well, they're both one syllable. They have that similar like vowel sound, and yeah. you know they both start with a, a consonant and then have that you know that hard sound at the end. So you know I, they are structurally similar words. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for that analysis, Mr. Linguistics. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome. So what I wanted to say was, you know, after she said that, I don't know, does Michael know that Walt has appeared uh, to, like, he appeared to Shannon once, and then he no, appeared to No, he was gone by then. He was gone by then, I believe. Right. But who, uh, he was gone by then? No, they were just showing up. Who was just showing up? Michael and them, they were just showing up. He hadn't even come back to the camp. Well, I mean, yet. the first time, but, but the first time he, uh, Walt, Walt appeared to Shannon. Michael wasn't there uh, because he oh, was uh, right. He was know. on the tail section. Yeah, side. exactly. And then he was just showing up that second time. Yeah, yeah. He he just showed up when he appeared again. Now now, Saeed's on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he tell Michael? I don't no. think he did. But he really should. Yeah, that's one of the big things he should have said is, hey, I saw your son. You know, I think, you know, I think Saeed doesn't, even though he saw, even though he believes he saw Walt, I don't think he really believes it was Walt. You know, I feel like he's sort of very logical and scientific, and he has, he 
he he has some way of explaining how he could have seen Walt, even though Walt wasn't really there. You know, so I don't really don't believe he he thinks Walt was there. I think he's got some some idea in his head on why he could have imagined Walt was there or whatever. I think he did bring it up to somebody at some point. I I feel like I remember an episode where he actually said that to somebody that he saw Walt that night. But I don't think it was Michael. I think it was somebody. Was it else. Charlie? Or remember that one scene? He was he was all after Shannon died, and he was like, "No one remembers" and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, it might have been. It might have been that scene back in the army days or whatever. You know, speaking of the army, um, I'm going to conclude based on this episode that the army just doesn't exist. Oh, I love that line. We're not going to go there with an army. It's like, good, because they don't have an army. Yeah. I I just don't, I don't believe it. I think that was a, 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 I don't know what the word is for. Red herring or something? Yeah, I was going to say red herring, but I feel like it's just something that fizzles, you know? Yeah. Like, like maybe they were going to do it. I remember uh, in the previous last podcast, they talked about how, they they were or maybe it wasn't it was somewhere they talked about where uh, they were originally going to have uh, Anna Lucia and Jack get like you know romantically involved mm-hmm. and they never did it and they never did it because they felt like they 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 kept feeling like they had no place to put it and I feel like maybe the army is in that category too like they they were going to have this army and they just never had a place for it mm-hmm. and so they just sort of, and now that Anna Lucia is dead. It all seems very silly, and, and it just I guess they're just going to drop that idea altogether. And it just makes the ending, if once once you watch season two again, after already <laughs> seeing this stuff, and you see that ending of that episode, you're going to be like, yeah, up, That was one of the best endings, like, we need an army. And it was like, oh, my God, they're going to go to war. And it's like, now it's like, oh, they need an army. Yeah, right, it's never going to happen, Jack. Yeah, how long do you think it'll tra- take to train army? And then, yeah, now it's like, uh, and now it's coming down to well, if they're gonna gonna go get the others, it's um it's either uh, you know the four of them or maybe Saeed will come along, and that's that's the yeah <laughs> of the army that they've got. I, you know, I love that idea when when they're like, because you know, I think they should have known something was up with Michael when he suggested that Hurley come, because no one would ever bring Hurley on any <laughs> kind of a mission where you needed any sort of like combat or like. Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Any type of, uh, you know, any sort of danger. Like, if you need someone to track down a frog, Hurley, we're bringing you. But, right. like, you know, we're going to go attack the, like, the most powerful people on the island as far as we know. Um, I'm not going to bring Hurley. He's going to slow us down. He's going to he's gonna be munching on chips when we're supposed to be stalking in the jungle and right. get us caught, you know. Right. Um, when, when, when he first brought up that he wanted the people he wanted to go and and he and he mentioned Hurley I I really thought like I was really racking my brain like why could he possibly want Hurley mm-hmm. like if you're you know if you want your son back you want the best team possible and you're picking Hurley and yeah. and not just Hurley but Cade I'm not really ready to Yeah I think buy you that. might you might want to take Echo and Log before you take Hurley Yeah, yeah please Yeah <laughs> So I mean I guess Echo's like Mr. Button Man now but Oh God! That scene with him and like he's you know his cross like levitates because of the, the magnet and like um, <laughs> I love that scene when Charlie's like he's like are we gonna do the do the church 
I have to do this now. He's like, but I thought we were building it together, you know. He's so, he's so sort of pathetic. And uh, he, you know, he tells Echo to get his own stuff. I'm like, man, that's pretty pet- that's pretty petty, Charlie. But I guess that's uh, that's how it goes in the hatch. Yeah, he's trying to stand up for himself, but it just it comes across, yeah, very very petty, very like yeah. weak, and it just you know it's like, come on, man. That's yeah. Oh, that that was the line. He's like, well, what am I gonna do? You can get my stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I was going to I wanted to mention the be- the biggest joke in a very long time. I haven't laughed this loud since um since back a long time ago when they were living in the caves in season 1 when uh, someone asked someone asked Jack to 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 ask Sawyer for something or something like that and Jack was like uh, you know, all I'm going to get from my trouble is a snappy one-liner, and if I'm real lucky, a new nickname. Like, that was one of the best lines ever written on this show. And uh, But today, I think they got a new one that it's at least equal when, uh, you know, when Jack tells Sawyer that he and uh, he and Kay got uh, stuck in a, uh, trapped in a net. Um, you know, because they did get trapped in a net. Right. Uh, and then, you know, then later, you know, Sawyer goes, oh, is that what they're calling it these days? You know, euphemism for sex. Right. And so later, when, when in a very touching scene with Sawyer and Jack, when, you know, Sawyer says, you know, Jack says, why are you telling me this? And Sawyer's like, you're the only, you're the closest thing I got to a friend. I'm like, man, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I did not expect uh, him to, to, to even assume, to, to, to feel like they were friends. But I guess in some way... I mean, not that they are friends, but that's the closest thing he has to a friend. Uh, but I love that line when uh, Sawyer says, uh, I, I screwed Anne Lucia, and Jack's like, what? You know, Jack sort of looks like he doesn't get it, you know? And then Sawyer goes, uh, we got trapped in a net, you know, as if, like, that was going to get through to him. It was right. so hilarious. I just laughed out loud, like, oh, let me put it in terms you can understand. We got trapped in a net. I love that line. Because he just doesn't understand. He's he's so caught up in his in his euphemism that now he doesn't understand just saying I screwed her. <laughs> yeah. Like what? You you what? You did what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got trapped in a net. <laughs> oh. Oh uh, yeah, that was weird, and it did come out of nowhere. And I don't know what to make of that scene. I don't know why he felt the need to say that. I don't know why. Oh, he just probably felt guilty, you know, and all that stuff. You I know, guess, but why really, should, I mean... I think they're really treading that line. I know, I know, um, the actor, I forget his name, but he is very adamant about Sawyer not being a mean badass all the time, because, you know... Josh Holloway. Yeah, Josh, because he, you know, he feels like if, 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 if people don't like Sawyer, his character is more likely to get killed off. Oh, right, um, yeah. Yeah, because he was, you know, in that interview, he was talking about how he... You know, in that, that period after, like, Sawyer... Remember Sawyer was, like, hurt for a while? Yeah. And everyone was like, hey, Sawyer, how's it going? You're my right. best friend. And, and Sawyer was all nice and giggly, and uh, he said he really enjoyed that. But when, when he got that script, when Sawyer had to be mean again, he, he's like, oh, God, not old Sawyer again. Like, right. So I think it was just a little poignant scene so that Sawyer is, is a little softer. and Right. But, okay, But, anyway. I mean, it's, you know... So... Let's go back to Miss Clue and and Michael and all that. Okay. Um, well, I was just gonna say we got confirmation that exactly as it appeared in the uh, next on Lost for this week, 
uh, you know, when she says, oh, he is alive, he's standing outside right now. Apparently he actually was standing outside. He was outside. actually standing outside. You know what? I didn't get, I didn't buy that then, and even though I saw it, I still don't buy it. <laughs> I think when they brought Walt in, it wasn't even him. I'm just going to go on record. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, definitely I was wrong about that. I really didn't think he would be outside, but he was. Uh, that was a very strange thing to do, but... Uh, you know, then then they call it three minutes. Yeah, he doesn't get three minutes with them. He so doesn't get three the, minutes. The, I feel like he's Walt spoiled it by starting to like freak out. He was freaking out, and yeah, well, okay, those are the big things that that Walt said. You know, that they they're just pretending that they're not who they say they are. Right. Um, and I mean, I thought that was odd because I feel like we already knew that, but I guess well, Michael doesn't know that. Further confirmation. Well, yeah, Michael doesn't know that, but the audience knows that. You know what? I think the audience, I mean, we're supposed to believe it to a certain degree, but I think this, you know, it's one of those things that they do in TV shows, where they, especially a show like this, where they give you a little bit of information, and not everyone's going to get it. Not everyone's going to get that when Kate found the the, 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 um, the beard and the clothes, that that meant the others were dressing up. So they have to do that thing where they sort of hit the nail on the head a couple times to make sure people get the idea. Um, but I thought it was actually important that we that, that Walt said that because it it means that you know Zeke it, that it's not just Zeke and, and and you know maybe a couple of the others who are dressing up it's all of them that are dressing up. Right. So I thought that was important for him to tell us for for us to know from the show that it's all those people in the camp you know are dressing up because to right. me that's where I got that was part of my two group theories that you know there's one group who really lives, you know, very low-tech and no shoes and stuff, and then there's one group who dress up. But now that we know that whole camp dresses up, it uh, it unifies them, and it uh, brings up the big question of why are they doing that. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it did It did help my, my case as far as one group. But, I mean, you know, I had already assumed that already based on previous information, and obviously it was correct. So, you know... Uh, I feel like it was a reasonable leap to make based on what we already had. And, yeah, but that doesn't mean that's the right answer, though. Well, yeah, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, but, you know, it was close. I mean, we already had characters inferring it, and it just seemed like if they were going to go in another direction, they would have done something else. But, um, but yeah, having him say that was key. Um, so they're having him take tests. You said you had something to say about that. Oh, um, I didn't already say it? What would that? Oh, I, I thought I already said it. Just that I, I, I assumed that the tests were like, um, you know, you know those tests they give you, like uh, maybe like telekinesis tests or mind reading tests, telepathy type tests, where they, you know, maybe, um, you know, someone holds up a, a a playing card and Walt has to guess, you know, what card it is just by reading the person's mind, or you know, sort of these paranormal tests. That's why I assumed they meant. Uh, right. When he said they they make me take tests, you know, basically they want to see what his powers are. They want to see, you know, probably if he really has powers, and then if he does, what they are. Okay. Um, they reminded me that didn't wasn't Alex anxious to know if Claire's baby was a boy or a girl? Yes. Yeah. He did say that. Yeah. That that uh, I think that goes back to the uh, the mural on the hatch theory. That uh, I don't know if I made that up. I don't remember. But there's, you know, on the the mural in the hatch. If you if you if our listeners have ever seen sort of a really good picture on that on the net, um, there's this distinct figure of a like a black or dark male sort of figure, and then a, a white male figure. 
and uh, um, I don't know if I guessed that or if I read it somewhere, but anyway, it's theorized that uh, one's Walt and one's Aaron, and that Aaron may be part of this whole thing, and that's why they, you know, part, you know, part of the reason that they wanted Aaron in the first place when Ethan kidnapped Claire was that he's part of whatever's going on on the island that's sort of maybe even prophesized by this mural or depicted in this mural in the place. Um, so I thought it was interesting. Interesting. She was curious to know if the if if Claire had a boy or a girl. Um, I took that part as friendly curiosity. Um, oh really? Yeah. You know. You, you could, just you, you know. know you you could, I could believe that too. It, if you, you know, have someone you know, you know, who's having a baby, like, oh, was it a boy or a girl? You know, that's that's I how would, I, I I would. If if it was me and I was writing that scene, not that I'm a good writer or anything, but if it was me and I just wanted it to come across as friendly curiosity, I would have maybe said, like, is the baby healthy? Is the baby okay? You know, just 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 to say I'm concerned about the baby. Uh, but when you specifically say, is it a boy or a girl? I think I think you're more. I mean, I think you're supposed to believe. At least I believe that you're concerned about the gender too. Uh, it could be both, but uh, I'm going to believe uh, that she really wanted to know the gender more than she was just uh, trying to be nice. Because, you know, that was a weird situation. Uh, you know, she's got this guy at gunpoint. Uh, I mean, she did ask how Claire and the baby were doing. I mean, she did have that. No, she definitely did ask that. Um, but I, I think she was wondering specifically if the uh, if the boy – I think she, she really wanted to know the gender of the baby. I'm a believer that the mural is meaningless, or at least it won't matter at all what's in it. I don't feel like there's any hidden, you know, messages or whatever in it. Yeah. So I I really don't think that that's going to – I think Aaron may have a part to play, but I, I don't think it's necessarily going to – going to relate to the to the mural and i and yeah so well i think if aaron has a big part to play then like the fact that there's two people in the in the mural that are sort of representate representative of aaron and walt i think is important whether or not they're going to be like hey you know aaron just saved us from the island and walt just turned into the space you know space fetus from 2001 hey that was on the mural i'm not you know may not come to that but right um well, I mean, we'll have to see how much whatever's in the mural, uh, or how much whatever happens resembles what's on the mural. Yeah. To sort of make a determination. But hey, remember just, the mural? It's just a prediction. Remember the mural? They had. Um, we can talk about this, right? In the mural, they had that picture of a boat. Remember, I saw the boat in the mural. Yes. There's a boat in this episode. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's all you I'm know. gonna say. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes of this boat thing, but. Uh, yeah, that was the big, like, shocker ending. Um, but, yeah, maybe we'll get to that in a second. Um, I wanted to bring up uh, Re-Walt that, you know, I was thinking it might be a possibility that when he found Walt, Walt would be sort of uh, happy and maybe have sort of joined in the group, you know? Mm -hmm. I was thinking that might be the case, but, you know, this meeting pretty much uh, debunked that idea. Um, or that theory, uh, because he, he definitely seems to, he's, he's blurting out things they don't want him to say, and he's sort of desperately clinging to him, and he's sort of whisked away, you know. It, it made it seem like he's not happy just being there with the others. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't want to uh, to stay there. Definitely. 
So that theory is just kind of debunked. Unless he's acting, which I don't know. I'd, I'd take him this word. Well, maybe he gets it from his daddy. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I think we can sort of intuit that um, Walt is not uh, is in, isn't in great control of his powers. So I think if he was, he'd be harder to keep there. Um, and I think if he was, he would be able to sort of appear where he wants to appear more. Um, at least that's what I would imagine if, you know, if this was sort of a real scenario. Um, so the fact that he sort of, you know, can't sort of uh, blast them, blast all the others with a psionic burst or something or whatever his powers turn out to be specifically, uh, I think might mean that he's sort of not in control of them. And, th- and that's why they're sort of testing him, maybe even to, like, you know, build his powers up or something like that. Right. Um, did you notice that when, in the beginning of sort of this, this part of the, the show, when when they're escorting uh, or dragging Michael into the camp, uh, we saw a picture of the hatch, the hatch that they're guarding. Yes. Um, and two things. One, the first minor thing is the hatch wasn't very sort of, uh, I mean, obviously you saw it, it was there, but, you, you know, the other hatches are very sort of... Uh, Obscure, you can't. It's hard to find them. You know, they're the main opening to the hatches. But this right. one was just sort of on the beachfront, and you know, if you were walking the beach, you would see that hatch. Uh, so that that was interesting. But the other thing is, they had a logo on the hatch. You know, a Dharma logo. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm sure our good friends on the net, specifically at uh, Lost TV forums, will uh, tell us what was on that logo because I couldn't tell. To me, it was like a sort of a, a vertical rectangle, and through the middle, it had some sort of writing or some sort of symbol. And, uh, you know, I was watching this on TV, and I couldn't tell what, what it's – if those were words in the middle, I couldn't tell what it said. Right. Uh, did, you, did you notice that symbol? Yeah, I did. I did notice the symbol. I couldn't tell what it was. Now, we know, um, we know from the Blastor map uh, what the other hatches should be, right? There's the flame. Right. There's the arrow we've seen. Right. The swan we've seen. And uh, there's the one. The pearl, which was the question The pearl. Mark. And let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. So, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, obviously the question mark wasn't really labeled, so there could be a hatch that's not on the map. Um, um, there's supposed to be six Actually, hatches. that's it. There's only four that's labeled, and it's the swan, the flame, the staff, and arrow. Okay. And, you know, sort of from the direction, you know, maybe this is bad, but I'll just I'll just do what Echo did and pretend like I know the coordinates. Right. Um, it looks like that they're either at um that they're either at the station close to the arrow, which is sort of at the two o'clock position labeled C three, or they're at the station uh labeled C four, which is sort of at the the uh three thirty, four o'clock position on the blast door map. So the ones that, that aren't named. The ones now, there's that are supposed named. to be six of them. We have uh, how many? Five accounted for? Well, there's six, pl- and then if you count the pearl, that will be seven. Plus the one that's scratched out on the Blastor map makes eight. Okay, okay, but but I'm talking about of the ones that are labeled there. There's four labeled. Four labeled, plus now we know the pearl, uh-huh. right? Uh, the ones that have names, you know, real names. Mm-hmm. So there's supposed to be six of them. So there's one that's unaccounted for as far as having a name fitting into the, the scheme of, you know, six hatches. Mm-hmm. 
Now, but they've depicted more than that, right? So I don't know what to make of that, but apparently, I don't know if there's more hatches than six. That seems a bit odd, but... Um, well, there should be at least seven hatches. Okay. Why do you say that? Well, there's seven hatches drawn on the map. Now, there's four hatches with names. If you count the question mark, which isn't drawn as a hatch, obviously, on the Blastor map, there are eight hatches. Okay. Um, but like I said, four with names. So there's five with names total because we know the name of the pearl, right? So that leaves, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. That leaves two unaccounted for that don't have names but are on the map, and then there's one that's on the map but scratched out. So we, we still don't know if that means it was not built or if it's in the wrong place on the map, that's why he scratched it out, or whatever that means, it was destroyed, who knows. Um, so, I mean, I guess we can safely say we know it's not the staff. Uh, we don't know it's not Arrow, right? Uh, Isn't, uh, yeah, no. Uh, what was the hatch the tail people went to? Oh, that was Arrow, you're right. That was Arrow. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Arrow or the staff. I mean, it could be the flame, even though the, the logo doesn't match up. Um, so it's probably not the flame since the logo doesn't match up, but we can't rule it out until we rule it out, can rule it out. Um, but it's most likely not the flame. So it, it's most likely the C3 or C4 in the blast door map. Um, so I'm how do guess. you reconcile eight hatches with the uh, orientation video saying six? Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Well, basically... I mean, I don't know. Either, I mean, obviously something's not accounted for. It keep, yeah, it does. The it does say six, um, but there. I mean, even if you just go on what's um, what's on the Blastor map, I mean, you got you got eight on the Blastor map. Right. I'm sorry. You got seven on the Blastor map. Eight. No, I'm not counting the one that's crossed out. You got seven on the Blastor map. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what the maybe you know some. Maybe one. I, I think. I think maybe one of the stations is the control station. That's sort of the where everything's being controlled and monitored from. Uh, so maybe it doesn't sort of get that type of orientation video. You know, there's sort of the one main hatch, and then there's six hatches where they're doing experiments, or that okay. six hatches part of the experimentation. That, that's okay. That that could be it. I can't wait to see what's in the hatch. Yeah, me either. I was really hoping we'd get inside there this uh, episode. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, God, I need to see what's in there. But they just sort of kept them. I guess they were really trying to keep up the facade that they just lived out there. You know, um, I just don't buy it. I was just seriously just thinking that, right, when you were saying that. Like, why, what is this? I'm, I'm getting so angry. Like, i got to figure out. I, I hope they tell us before the end of the season, like, why are they dressing up? Why are they pretending to live on this beach in these in these camps? I mean, that's a lot to go through to, to sort of augment your life to these sort of low standards just for whatever reason they're doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope there's a, there's a good enough reason to be doing that. But to, to, to walk around, you know, on a beach in, in, in this sort of harsh environment, you know, barefoot and sort of dirty and in these clothes, like that's a that's a, that's a that's, you know that's your lifestyle you're changing uh, you know if you're not used to that but you know then again I guess they've been doing it for 16 years right so they're used right. to it but um, but and here's a question how does Walt know they're pretending does that mean he's seen Zeke or he's seen them outside of their regular 
this regular, you know, down dress garb, you know. And well, if, he must have. And he wouldn't so, say that if he didn't. Well, I mean, I think there's other explanations on how he could know that. Uh, I would, I would hate that he sort of, you know, Zeke, Zeke was like, okay, well, I'm going to my, my business meeting now, and he's wearing, you know, the, the, the uniform and maternity leave, and Walt's like, hey, you're not dressed, you know, and I mean, that'd be pretty crappy if, you know, if they didn't keep Walt in an area to where he wouldn't find that out. Um, but if I mean, they're, if they're a, like there's a whole host of other reasons how Walt could figure, could find that out though. Well, yeah, there are, but that's the obvious one. I mean, that's the crappy obvious one. If, yeah. if they're running sophisticated tests on him, I would think they'd bring him to a place where they have sophisticated equipment, and I feel like that's. But I they could. Get. I mean, they could still dress like you know, just like they're dressed when they're dressed down, and then run the test. They don't have to dress up to run the test. Yeah, you're right. They don't. They don't. Um, I mean, obviously, they don't dress like that all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there have. What do you mean? Well, I mean, we have confirmation of that from maternity leave. Well, we know that Zeke doesn't dress like that all the time. Uh, well, and the other people, the the surgeons, and uh, yeah, who knows what was going on with that though? You know, who knows? Those could, you know, it could be that the people that we saw on the beach dressed like that all the time. They're the ones who are sort of helping maintain the facade, and then there's the the people who are running experiments who get to dress in sort of contemporary clothes and you know stay in the hatch and do the experiments. So, you know, it's not it's not cut and dry. If if everyone is changing costumes all the time, or if it's only a set group that's changing costumes. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's not clear. That's not clear. Obviously, there are some people who mm-hmm. change costumes. Where should I say there is at least one person who changes costumes? <laughs> if there's not two of those <laughs> one person. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, I, I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, me I would say if there's one, there's more than one. I don't think he's the only one that does that. I find that highly unlikely. I could see cases to where he could be the only one since he's sort of the leader, uh, you know, or I, I, the leader slash manager. I think the term manager is a little more appropriate. Um you know, but uh, it's you know it just depends on what's going on on this island, man. Who knows why they're dressing up? I mean, it could be he's dressing up because you know he has to get on the boat and go to Tahiti or whatever, you know, some island Plus, where like, they meet. I mean, there. how would you measure pretending if they weren't dressing up? I mean, if they really live like that all the time, in what sense are they pretending? That's that. That's what I was saying. Like, like if, if they've been doing it for sixteen years, like how is yeah, that's a good question. That's what leads I me really to conclude there must be times where those people are not dressed like that. Otherwise, there's no – then they're not – they're just living like that. Well, I still don't think you can conclude that they're all doing that. I mean, I can conclude that more than Zeke is doing that. Well, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I'd buy that. I'd buy that the technicians and the people doing the experiments get to dress in whatever, you know, maybe – sanitary or, you know, clothes that don't have dust and dirt on them so they don't contaminate, you know, whatever they're doing. But, um, yeah, I, I think the jury's still on it. But, yeah, it's like if they've been doing it for 16 years, yeah, huh, right, how do you measure pretending? I mean, you know, he's a kid, so maybe he says pretending, but what he really means is, you know, there's more to, there's more going on here than what it seems sort of thing. You know, I mean, he says, you know, they're not who they say they are. Um yeah. But, you know, he's, he could just be lumping them in a group. There could be some of them who dress like that all the time and some of them who don't, so who knows. Right, right. Okay, so um, uh, are you ready to move on? Yep. Okay, 
So I want to briefly bring up um, the last segment, uh, the infamous last segment. Um, we have, uh, oh, uh, at the end of that, Michael says, uh, what does he say exactly? I didn't write it down. I, I got to get the vote or. Oh, he, oh my God, I love that. He goes, um, he goes, I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll do what you want me to. And I want want bag. And I want the boat. <laughs> I love right. that. And then ant commercial. So, so my question is, I mean, obviously this connects with the last segment in some way, but. My question is, like, how does he know about a boat? We didn't oh, no, 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 no. Take it back, man. Take it back to the end of season one. Zeke and them were on a boat. That's what he's talking about. Not on a sailboat. No, 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 no. They were on a regular boat. He didn't say, I want the sailboat. <laughs> Michael does not know about the sailboat they saw at the end. He's You don't think that boat has anything to do with what he's talking about? No, no. He's talking about the boat they... they ransack their raft on. That's that's what he's talking about. I'm wholly convinced that's what he's talking about. So he, he talks about a boat. The very next break, we see a boat, but they're completely unrelated. Yep. Yeah. Did, Justin, there's I don't two, believe there, that. There's two boats. No Justin, there's, there's two boats. Think about it logically. There's one boat Michael has seen that's actually, you know, a gas-powered boat that could actually get somewhere. And then there's a boat that we know, you know, from our view, he has not seen, and it's a sailboat. Which boat do you think he's asking for? The one that we know he's seen and has a, actually has a greater chance of getting him somewhere, or a sailboat, which he would actually need sailing experience to, like, you know, work and operate correctly? I am wholly convinced he's talking about the boat that Zeke and them, uh, because he knows about that boat. Yeah. I mean, he already knows Well, you're right. It. it makes more sense for him to ask about that, but then we have a boat appearing, and I can just only assume that's the boat. Why would he, but why would he ask for a boat that's not even, doesn't even look like it's in the other's possession anymore? Like, he, he doesn't even know to reference that boat, you know? We, we've pretty, we, we, we assume we've seen everything there is to see in terms of Michael and his, when he got captured by the others in terms of trying to get Walt, and he never comes into contact with, with that sailboat, so it makes no sense to assume that's what he's talking about when we know he's seen the boat, you know, where Zeke and them first uh, kidnapped Walt from. Right. Yeah, you know what? I don't believe myself anymore. Okay. So how about, so, uh, <laughs> all right, so he's just asking, give me the boat that you kidnapped my son on. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So what is the boat at the end? Just a stray? Oh, line. what do I think the boat at the end is? Yeah, that's my question now. You know, it, this sort of ties into a spoiler, so I guess we, oh, can, dear. Okay. we can start talking about spoilers pretty soon here. Yeah, so, pretty soon. Um, I, I want to mention, uh, for, for some non-spoiler material, uh, Saeed's uh, excellent reading of the situation. And I, I think, did we already mention this? Yeah, we did. Um. Yeah, that, that conversation, that's good. Hopefully that will lead to something. Oh, we already talked about this. God, my memory's bad. Yeah. All right. That's when I proclaim. I mean, I love Saeed. Every episode, just, well, any episode he's in, well, that's not true because when he's making furniture or whatever he's doing the last couple episodes, they're pretty crappy. But, um, when he, you know, Saeed is, is when he's good, he's good, man. He's such a great character. He's, he's smart and technical, and he's got, he's got common sense. He's, like, one of the only characters with common sense. Right, you know, and he doesn't seem to have those like uh, those character flaws that like bring the other characters down. Mm-hmm. Where you know they're good for like Locke, for instance. You know, yeah. 
Um, or even Echo's kind of scared me lately. Echo his, is getting pretty crappy. With his like, I gotta push the button. I have to push button now. Like I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get what he's doing. It's yeah, it's it's very weird. And uh, no more church for me. Like I don't know. It, yeah, like that line when he says, you know, I have to do this now. It's like, well, Echo, don't you think that whatever told you to build a church would would want you to finish it? Like, what's the point? They just Whatever told you to build a church just wanted you to bide your time until it told you to push the button. Like, it right. doesn't make a lot of sense. It really doesn't. And and so, but Saeed, like, even when Shannon died, like, he he uh, he didn't even, you know, he, it didn't sort of affect his reasoning no. or, you know, his rational thought process. God, I love he, Saeed. Ugh. Saeed he, for he, president, please. He's... He's done a really good job at, like, even letting things that affect him personally, not letting them affect his judgment, and I think that really puts him a leg up. Most of the characters are really susceptible to having personal problems override their judgment. Yeah. And and so, yeah, that's that's what I think he, he really deserves a lot of credit for. He's very good at, at, at doing that. And so I, I really – I can only hope he'll, he'll have some – um, you know, important uh, part to play in this in this finale that's coming up. So I guess uh, maybe we'll move on to the spoiler yeah. section. Well, there's one more, the couple things in the very last scene that I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, during the funeral, Locke, you know, Locke does not attend. He cuts off his splint and, uh, and sort of, you know, obviously it was a very strange shot. They really wanted us to see him stepping on his crutches as he left the frame. Right. Um, the big question would be, where is he going? Is he going back to the Pearl for more information? Is he going to, you know, the Swan Hatch to press the button, talk to Echo, maybe try to get the blast door back down to look at the map? Um, or is he just going on a walk? Who knows? But, walk about. Um, um, I also wanted to mention... Yeah, it seems like he's setting off on some sort of mission. I, I really don't have any idea what that might be, but it seems like it was a purposeful, like, you know, getting up and, and walking away. It did seem purposeful, but who knows? You know how they do. I do. I do. Um, okay, so we were going to talk about the boat. Or what were we going to talk about that was spoiler material? I forget now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to talk, I mean, also in spoilers, uh, the next on, next week on Lost yeah. Stuff. But you, you had a question about the boat. What was that? Oh, oh did you uh, what is what? the boat? Oh, what the boat is. Okay. So, um, for those people... Who, okay, yeah. So, if you don't want to hear spoilers, I guess you should uh, stop listening now. Thank you for listening thus far. And uh, thank you for those who will still listen to the end. So, um, uh, a while ago, someone online posted the the um, the call sheet call for sheet. the final episode. And we have a scene in which Libby, this is sort of big spoiler, uh, Libby talks to Desmond and offers her her boat. So I was thinking maybe this is the boat. Maybe, oh. um, you know, maybe... Sailboat. When, yeah, the sailboat, yeah. Okay. So maybe when Desmond gets, you know, because uh, we're going to see, uh, okay, I guess we don't have to spoil everything. Um, even though it's a spoilers, but we'll save some things. But anyway, um, I think I think that could be the boat that uh, that she gave him, or, or sort of specifically the boat he used to get to the island. Because um, you know the boat didn't look manned at all. Um, so 
but it could be the person who was manning it was, you know, underneath, whatever you call underneath, but... The deck or something? Uh, in the cabin, I guess, or The cabin, like yeah, okay. Yeah, the deck should be the top part. We should ask uh, Jen. I think he knows all those. Oh, God. <laughs> but, um, you know, it could be a new character. It could be someone new on the on the thing. Uh, I guess that's that's actually a big possibility that it could be a new character, uh, which would be interesting. Uh, yeah, sure. it could be. could be. Um, not sure who it could be. Um, I have very little speculation. I mean, it just looked like it was floating out there. You know, uh, if it is the boat, if it is Desmond's boat, I mean, what's it doing out there? I mean, how did it get there? Yeah. You know, he supposedly crashed on the island. I mean, you know. And then that's not the boat I pictured, the type of boat I pictured when he said he was racing around the world. You know, I don't picture a sailboat. Right. Uh, but who knows? So we'll see next week what the hell that boat is. But um, right now I can't, I can't think of uh, what it could really be. Uh, maybe it has something to do with Dharma. Maybe it has, maybe it's some some official person, or um, or maybe it's someone who's got who's getting stranded there like like they are. Right. I guess that's a possibility. I I wanted to say um, to change the subject drastically for for just a moment. Um, the the deal. That that you know, Miss Clue offers Michael as far as like, you know, you uh, you go free Henry Gale, and then you know we'll we'll give you all. I mean, that's basically the deal, right? Yeah. Okay. So why why are you laughing? <laughs> because I don't buy that at all. Like I think we didn't we talk about that before. Like you know, like in that that recent Harrison Ford movie and all those movies where it's like okay. We, right. kidna- we kidnap your daughter, and if you rob the bank, we'll give you your daughter back. And they never do. Right. They never. They ne- the bad guys never live up to their end of the bargain. And especially in this case, when um, it's it doesn't seem like it's it doesn't seem like there's anything they would really trade for Walt. It seems like Walt is really important to them. And you know, when when Michael was when when she when Miss Clue told Michael, okay. You give us these four people and and Henry, we will give you Walt, and you guys can go. You know, my question would be like, why? Why do you want these four people? Oh, that's right. She wanted the four people too. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Like, why would they want those four people? Mm-hmm. Like, of all people. Good question. Uh, Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, you know, I thought my first thing about uh, thinking why they wanted Hurley was his relationship to the numbers in, in terms of the outside world. Uh, I don't know if, ah. they, if they know about that, but I thought that may be some influence that they want him because he's got some relationship to these numbers. Right. Um, and then, you know, Kate is supposedly a bad person. Maybe they want her killed. Maybe they want whatever. Uh, Sawyer's should be a bad person, and I guess Jack is a bad person. I don't know. Um, to me, you know, I was wondering, My one of my questions was, why don't they want Saeed, you know, because like, Michael right. was like, Saeed cannot come. And I was thinking, you know, what if, is Saeed a good person? You know, I mean, he's, he's a tortura, but um, is he, is, I wonder if he's considered good by the others for some reason. Right, but they, they you know, maybe. I thought they wanted good people, not bad people. No, they do. Yeah, that's the thing. But it, I, I feel like they want them. They they want those four people to kill them or something. I don't oh. know. I don't know. 
Okay. I mean, but, like, why would they insist? I mean, it just seems very silly. Like, why would they insist that he lead those four people, um, you know, to the, to, the, to the camp for a trap, I guess, when, like, you know, couldn't they just, you know, if they want to just kill him, couldn't they just do that? I mean, would it be that hard? Of course. Which makes me see, makes it seem like there's they want them maybe for a test or some specific reason that they sort of want them to trap them and um, we'll hopefully see. I mean, I don't actually think we'll. Are we gonna find out next episode? I doubt it. Maybe it's a yeah. Two-hour somehow episode. I really doubt it, but it's a two-hour episode. There's enough room for stuff, but we'll. I don't know if we'll get the big picture of why those four people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't actually. I mean, do you really? They'll be. It is a season finale. They could be captured in, in the season finale, so we'll see. Yeah, they could. Um, they could. I wanted to um. mention quickly, though, uh, the theory that Michael uh, just, you know, when he came back to the hatch, um, I guess he really didn't have anything planned when he killed Anna Lucy and Libby. Yeah, um, that he just that's sort of, what I was going to bring up, yeah, he confirmation. Just sort of, he just sort of did it off the cuff because they told, you know, he asked Miss Miss Clue, what, are, what am I supposed to tell them, and he she said, tell them whatever you want, make up a story. So it seems like he just had a chance to get the gun from Anne Lucia and said, hey, okay, I'll shoot her and shoot myself. And then Libby came in. and Right. Um, now, he's got those four people he's supposed to leave there. If it was one of those four, then I guess he wouldn't have done it. But I feel like if it was anybody else and he was in the same situation, he would have he would have just mm-hmm. gone through with the same thing because it Do wasn't you, specific. It was interesting how they didn't say, she didn't say, you know, she said they've got one of our people or something. She didn't say... They've got our guy Henry, or they got whatever. And I right. guess it was, I mean, maybe I just assumed, because uh, Michael doesn't know Henry's there, so he doesn't know his name, so it makes no, you know, doesn't matter to him what the guy's name is or something. Right. Um, but uh, I thought that was interesting. She didn't just, like, say the name. Um, I wonder where Henry is now, though. Well, Henry wouldn't reveal his name either, so... I don't know if that's supposed to be some big mystery, but, I mean, he was specifically asked, and he wouldn't say. Oh, that's right. That's right. Maybe he's all our hands, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, I really doubt that, but, you know, maybe. And, yeah, where is Henry now? I mean, that's a good question. He's he's out there. Uh, I mean, I guess we're supposed to assume he's running back. He made it seem like he was afraid or whatever, but obviously they want him back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's actually going to come back because, yeah, you know, like you said, he made it seem like he was afraid to go back because they might hurt him because of what he said or didn't say, and so maybe he might not even go back to the others. Yeah, I mean um, that's a possibility. I mean, I think, you know, yeah, I really, I really, I really don't know. I don't know if he was telling the truth or not. I, I, you know, that whole. That whole storyline with Henry, if he was an other or not, and the Henry Gale line, and, and the grave, and all, you know, I gotta say, and I hate to say this because I love the writers of the show, but that was pretty crappy writing. That was pretty bad, because they're, it's, you know, we, we seem to be at, at the very end of the whole Henry Gale thing, you know, maybe we'll see him later as a character, but we're at the end of the whole was he, was he not thing, and there's still no good reason why he picked why he chose to tell people his name was Henry Gale, when Henry Gale is a dead black man in a grave, and Henry Gale is a man who has his ID... With ID. ...has his ID on him. Like, there's still no good reason why he chose that name. You know, like you said, so many times we've said this, if he would have chose any other name, if he said, my name is Billy Bob Grisham, like, there would have been no way for them to confirm that he was lying. 
you know. And, and if he just, and he said, that's my wife in the grave. And he said, that's well, my wife in the grave. it's a man in the grave. And if he had just said, it's a friend of mine, it's, you know, yeah, anything else to explain he, why there's yeah. a man named Henry Gale in the grave, he could have easily concocted a story where that was true. Yeah. And then it would have lined up with his story, and then he would have been fine. And then, and then he would have been fine. You know, I feel like it was one of those things where they wanted us to go back and forth every episode of whether he was an other or not, and to get little clues on why he was. And that was one of the ways they did it. You know, it's either that, and it was just sort of really crappy writing, you know, to a certain extent, or it was that there is a good reason why he chose that name, and we'll find out later. And we don't know yet. All right. I'm willing to accept that maybe that's the case, but at this point it really does seem like they're not going to deal with that again. Yeah. Um, but I've said that before, and I've been wrong. So, you know, I'll, I'll hold out hope that that's really going to be explained. But as of now, it, it's pretty bad. Um, so the boat, we talked about... Uh, oh, so, so that wasn't really spoiler material, but I just sort of forgot to bring it up earlier. Yeah. So, you know, sorry guys, whatever. Um, right, the boat, you know, we speculated about that a little bit. Um, let's see, the, uh, the next week on Lost Stuff. You know, so I'm tired of, I'm really tired of all the previews and all the interviews I see where people are saying... You're, they're going to answer all these questions, and all the big questions are going to be answered. And, you know, this this thing says we're going to find out why the plane really crashed. And I'm thinking, you know, I hope it's true, but don't pull my leg, you know. Right. Like, don't tell me, oh, it crashed because of, you know, uh, the end to be continued. You know, <laughs> like... Like right, I, really I know, we, I know. That's that's it's a, it seems like a tease, and and I yeah, because I feel I, like it, you know if they if they're going to answer some of these big questions they're going to answer in this this last episode and last episode of the season, and then maybe take the show in sort of a different direction. You know, I don't know. Maybe they'll talk about Smokey and talk about some of the big things from season one, and then some of the stuff from season two, and then sort of take the show in a different direction. And and you know they'll answer all the past stuff so we can focus on the bigger things, maybe like the Hanzo and dharma questions and stuff like that so so we're supposed to find out as we already said why the plane crashed and what happens when you don't press the button yep and was there anything else there was there was a third thing um that well, i let's see here thought. So the third thing was, if they're going to get rescued by the boat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hello, if anybody thinks the answer is you know, yes. I really like, hope they get rescued, because I love the show so much. I just hope they get off the island. I know I know the show's been picked up for a third season, and unless the show's canceled, they're not getting rescued. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Well, what, if, what if the show, they get rescued, and, you know, they get they get on this boat, you know, well, they this boat, you know, sort of rescues them, and they call in a bigger boat, you know, to sort of get everyone off. Mm-hmm. And as they leave, you know, the boat uh, gets destroyed in the storm, and they get stuck right back on the island. Oh. You know, I call that good writing. That's what I call that. <laughs> Is that I'm what kidding. you call that? I... No, that's crappy. Just joking. <laughs> right. Um, I, I know. Was there a shot? Did I make that up? Was there a shot of Smokey in that in that footage? I didn't see it. Uh, I thought um, I, maybe I just I hope they would talk about Smokey. 
Yeah, I don't know if they're if they're going to deal with Smokey again this season. I somehow I doubt it, but you never know. He did pop up in the season finale last time. Yeah. So uh, maybe yeah, this, we'll this is, it's funny that you know season the end of season one was you know about the boat the raft and then you know the others had their boat and they took Walt and now this one is building up to be about a boat again. Right. Uh, so it's sort of interesting. Parallel. A boat that Michael wants and a boat that is disappearing out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, it may have something Ooh, to do with that. Maybe, uh, maybe this is D. Maybe that's who's on the boat. Who? D. Desmond. Oh, Desmond. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe he... Uh, okay, I'm guessing not, though, now, but... Maybe you know he claimed he claimed he crashed on the island, but maybe he was able to fix his boat or something. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not really buying that, but yeah, I don't buy it either. But um, but okay. Why would he be back? I don't know. Maybe he went to get some uh, more smokes. I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Hey guys, uh, anybody want some liquor? Yeah. So anything else to talk about on the on the uh, next? I mean, on? there's a lot of quick shots. Like I guess I'm bad. Like I. I'm really taken by audio, and I always miss, like, there, there's shots of stuff that I miss. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that you Yeah, there's, there's a lot of shots in there. I could have sworn you that we saw some sort of shot, like, it, maybe I didn't see Smokey, but I saw a shot where I expected to see him in there, so maybe we'll see him, and i got to yeah. look at it again, but um, there's, uh, I can't wait. I mean, two hours of loss, oh, I just can't Oof. wait. That's going to be nice. That will be very nice. I cannot... Yeah, that'll be very nice. Uh, okay, so... Oh, go ahead. I'm excited to see what the resolution of those... Because really, even if we just learn those two things, that really won't be the end of the show. I mean, there's... Can, can you... Well, I mean, I don't. I think it's more than those two things. I mean, uh, Harold's interview says we're going to get answers to a lot of questions. So I'm hoping it's more than two things or three. He did say that. Well, the third, the third answer is hello. I mean, God, yeah. Who, her answer is obviously uh, no. I think, um, well, what do you think made the plane crash? I'm going to put you on the spot. Put me on the spot? Um, what do I think made the plane crash? Well, you see, there was an engine failure. I really don't know. Uh, I guess that when they say it like that, it makes you think it's not something mundane, like, mm-hmm. you know, mechanical failure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be pretty bad. Well, uh... You know, the second engine went out, so I guess we're going to crash. Oh, I guess that's why the plane crashed. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would be pretty pathetic. So, um, one theory I've heard, I guess I have to just say some things I've heard because I just don't have a good guess. You're not very original then. Yeah, I know. One thing I've heard is that, you know, perhaps it was uh, pulled to the island by some sort of magnetic force. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps related to whatever's in the swan hatch. Oh, um, I don't buy that, but okay. All right, that was just, you know, that was something they threw you out know, there. The only good. reason I don't buy that, well, in, in sort of a logical reason, if you can sort of use logic in terms of this show, is that, um, you know, there's no evidence of any, uh, I mean, I guess you, I guess they could explain some sort of magnetic relationship to bringing down the plane, but in term, but you know, that magnet has no power outside of the hatch, as far as we know. I mean, even even inside the hatch, there's only certain places where the the pull of the magnet is is readily you know seen. But I guess right. maybe if the if the magnet charges or the button is impressed, it like releases this crazy force of magnetism. 
I do think it's significant that they reiterated the fact that the that there's a magnet there yeah. in this episode. Yeah. I feel like that was an intentional move to sort of reestablish that. Do you think that this magnetic force is what brings people to the I like, you know, if any sort of metallic vessel, be it a plane or a boat, gets close, it's sort of just drawn in because of the magnet, magnetic force? I don't think that, but that oh. was a theory I've read. It's not a bad theory. It's not a bad theory. Um, Do you have a theory, Sarah, about why? Well, you know, I, I'd i like to think, or I should say, I, I do think, or no, I should say, it'd, it'd be nice to <laughs> oh think. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, my idea, not that I necessarily believe it, is that um, I'm going to go for something a little mundane, although I'm actually starting to believe yours the more I think about it, uh, or whoever else first theorized that. Yeah, this um, was a lost TV sort of creation. I saw it somewhere. Um, I'm thinking we might find out that someone planted, uh, that it was an engineered uh, destruction of the plane, be it bombs or be it whatever. There was, uh, It was sort of engineered to uh, break apart the way it did right. and uh, to go down specifically and uh, where it went down. So I, I'd like right. to think there was a less crazy way, but, you know, almost less interesting way, too, so. Right. Um, yeah, no, that, that seems reasonable to me, too. Uh, it, it does seem like uh, like there was some plan to get them there, and uh, that, would, that would certainly be uh, part of that plan, getting the plane down there. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that well, would be a reasonable explanation. I do have... Uh, an answer for what I think happens when you don't push the button. Oh well, I was one more thing I was going to say is, do you think um, uh, just in terms of the, the plane crashing, like it's one thing to have the plane crash, and it's and you know having a plane break apart like it did is, is crazy, but to having that many survivors, I think, is even crazier. So is right. there a theory we can come up with that that can explain how these people survive this crash? Well. Uh, I mean, one and, possible and survive yeah. with survive with minimal injuries. I mean, there was like the one guy who was hurt, you know, and then that's like it. Right. Um, one crappy explanation I could come up with is it's a TV show and they need characters, so they can't all die in the plane crash. So okay, that's pretty crappy. There's a crappy explanation. Um, perhaps there's there's something very sophisticated about the equipment they used to crash the plane, and that was able to ensure that there were survivors. Uh, that would be another sort of explanation. Uh, uh, I, I'm just I was just looking at the not that I wasn't listening to you, but I was just looking at the next on law thing, and there's a there's this really quick shot of what looks like Echo. Uh, sort of diving and the blast doors coming down. Oh, really? Uh, maybe that's not. I can't really tell who it is. It it sort of looks like Echo, but yeah, the blast doors are coming down, and it's someone who's uh, trying to sort of get under the door before it comes down, and they don't succeed. Uh, so it looks like we might be in for another lockdown. Uh oh. Maybe because they don't press the button. Uh oh. Which is interesting because a lot of people have said, you know, they didn't pre when they didn't press the button so long ago. That's what happened in the episode of Lockdown. That was, I mean, that was the reason why the doors came down was because they didn't press the button. Even though it seemed like, you know, it's you one of those things where if you want to teach a dog a lesson, you, you don't, you know, you need to reprimand the dog while it's doing the thing, not like two days later because it, it right. doesn't know that that's why it's being reprimanded. Right. 
and humans, you know, we're a little better about that, but if you're not going to explain to them, this is why this is happening, yeah. it's Ooh. not really helpful. Here's a shot of someone turning a key into something. Uh-oh. Man, I hope someone on the boards goes through this frame by frame. I'm trying to do it, but I need a real program. I'm just, I am just. can't wait to see uh, what that's going to be. Yeah, um, they, they show... They show Jack kicking something in, something in the ground in, and then, like, someone turning a key that looks like it has the swan. It's a, yeah, it is a Dharma key with the swan logo on it. It looks like it's, it looks, it's a weird key. It looks like it's made of clay. I don't know. It's sort of a weird-looking key. I don't know where you would turn a key into something at in the hatch. Um, and although you only see fingers, I'm going to guess it's lock. Hmm. Ooh, they show a shot of Desmond. Ooh. It's totally Desmond running. Wow. Yeah. We knew you were coming back. They they show Saeed and Jin on the boat, on the sailboat. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, how much is in that fucking thing? There's a lot in here, man. They They show Locke in some room. What is he... Oh, he's oh Locke is in some room about to destroy a computer. Oh God! Um, yeah, and then they show Jack and Michael standing next to I don't even know what these things are. It's a huge pile of something. I mean, they almost look like gigantic cigarette butts. It's a, oh, I saw that shot. Yeah, but like, but the, but they're like purple and white. I don't know what the hell those are. It's almost look like really big thermoses or like I can't, yeah it's like I can't think like novelty lipsticks like I can't tell what they are well I hope it's one of those too <laughs> cuz you know that's what get that's what get them off the island some big uh, thermoses oh and novelty lipsticks they show people shooting a lot dang this is going to be the best episode ever. Yes, according to J.J. Abrams, this is yeah. the best finale in the history of television. Well, what's interesting is they show Echo entering the code, but it doesn't look like he got there in time. Because he, he presses execute, but then you, you know, it cuts to it going to zero, so it looks like he didn't get there in time or didn't take his code. or Right. Well, we are supposed to find out what happened. What I think happens when you don't press the button is boring, but I basically think it's going to be essentially nothing. I don't think anything's going to happen. I think what we're led to believe so far is that nothing's going to happen, and I believe that will be true. Oh, silly Justin. Whatever we're led to believe is usually wrong for at least one episode, and then (laughs) we find out it was really right all along. (laughs) Um, You know, I think think with this being the... um, I, you know, I from what I've seen in the next on and, and what looks like Echo not pressing the button, at least in time or something, and and it, and it looks like the hatch, the, the blast doors come down again, I'm going to say a lockdown happens. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually thinking something big's going to happen. You know, I feel like um, if you think about this in terms of an experiment, if you're, you know, if, if your rats refuse to, to go in the maze, there should be some sort of consequence, even if it's a fake consequence. So I think... I think something seemingly sinister is going to happen. You know, maybe the lights go out and warning you didn't press the button and now this virus has right. been released. You know, like something 
really sinister is going to happen. And I now, think, I said essentially nothing. I do think, yeah. like, something will appear to happen. But well, I, like I think we're going to – I think what's going to happen, we're going to believe it. it's real. And I don't think it's going to be like, oh, well, it's not real. I think, I think they're going to convince us that whatever – Whatever happens, I think we're going to honestly believe it's really it's 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 serious. Well, they're not going to convince me. <laughs> we'll see. I don't believe it, because I, I feel like yeah, it 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 may be a big show. You know, we'll get some symbols like we've already seen, and you know whatever else. But um, but I, I think it's just going to come down to there there aren't any like world-ending consequences to not pushing the button. And what are you going to do if you're wrong? Don't believe that for a second. What am I going to do if I'm wrong? I will eat my words. Is that it? Yeah. That's not very appetizing. Zing. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> Zinger. No, I think something interesting is going to happen. Something, because uh, you know what? I want to believe that something happens and you don't press the button. Call me a purist. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I want to believe something happens, and I want to believe it really happens. It doesn't just sort of appear to happen, so... Yeah, I want to believe that too, but I just Who, don't. Do you think someone's going to die in the next episode? Um, you know, I really don't, but I guess they will. I, you know, like people keep hinting that they might, that someone might die, and I guess that's what they do. But I, you know, I mean, I just can't come up with a viable candidate for death. I mean, I guess like I could think of people I wouldn't mind if they died, but I just don't see like a reasonable, I mean, I guess any of the group that leaves could be in danger of dying, but I, I don't see any of them dying. I mean, Hurley, Hurley can't die because he needs to tell Libby's backstory. But does he really? Yeah. <sighs> you know, uh, we're, I guess we're still sort of in the spoiler section. It's a very long spoiler section. Um, but we know Libby shows up in the last episode, uh, from reading that call sheet. Um, yeah. So who knows? I mean, uh, um, Desmond might tell her story, you know? Desmond I guess, might. but I feel like we need to find out, like, yeah, okay. I mean, the, it could be as simple as Desmond saying, you know, sort of referencing Libby and saying she was, you know, undercover in a mental institution or she was, you know, uh, you know, when I... When I met her, she just got out of a mental institution or something, you know, something just referencing why she was there. And, you know, it answers that question and, you know, it doesn't go into anything more interesting or, or any further with that, you know. Uh, but it, right. would, it would answer that question, you know. Right. Pretty yeah, quickly. okay. Fair enough. Jack cannot um, die because he's the main character. They will not Jack, kill Jack can't die. I think Kate can get killed. I mean, I didn't mean killed. I meant shot. And we can think she might die. Because uh, I feel like, you know, what is the cliffhanger going to be in this episode? I mean, there has to be one. Right. Um, I don't think Kay will die. Sawyer. I don't think they will die. No, I don't think any of them. I think Hurley could die. I really think his story's done. I mean, without Libby, uh, there's nothing, you know, they were, you know, everyone was saying they killed off Anna Lou and Libby because, you know, their story's sort of done and all that. They didn't have anything more for them to do. Right. And it's like, man, well, what do you got for Hurley? Because he ain't doing nothing this, you know, so far. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of the most boring characters next to Charlie, but... I mean, he's the one that introduced the numbers. I'd like to find out more about the numbers, but maybe he doesn't need to be around to find out more. Yeah. So. I mean, I think um, his relationship to the numbers is done. I mean, it's been a while since he even mentioned numbers, and I, and he really didn't even... 
I mean, he tried to tell Charlie about the numbers and how he won the lottery, but Charlie didn't believe him. So he's, you know, I think he's done with trying to get people to believe him about the numbers. Right. Um, so I think he could die. Yeah, okay. I'll and, buy that. Um, I don't know. I don't know about Sawyer. I, I think he could die, but I don't think he will. Uh, you know, Sawyer, he's... I don't know why he's still on the show. You know, he's he's the foil. You know, he's the sort of good bad guy, and I, I like him as a character. But in terms of what he adds to the show, he doesn't really add a lot, uh, and especially this season hasn't really been too much. Um, so they he tried could, to make him important. Yeah, I mean, he could go just in terms of the fact he's not really adding a lot to the overall show. But I mean, I do like him. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, I guess he could go. I don't think he will go either, but I guess he could. Aren't you going to ask him my phone number? Aren't you going to ask him my phone number now? I love that line. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, you get all the good lines. Uh, yeah. No, oh, I, we I, got I, trapped in a net. <laughs> oh, God. I love that line. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I like him, but I do think, I think he's expendable in terms of the show, um, but I just don't think he actually will die. Just. I don't know. It's a. I just don't think he will. But yeah, Hurley. I could see Hurley dying. I could actually. I mean, Charlie's kind of expendable, but I don't really see why he would die at this point. I don't. See you know, I could see Michael dying. Oh wait, I guess not. He's gonna be back next year. Yeah, if he's gonna be back. Uh, well, maybe he's back in flashbacks. Yeah, I guess. But who? I mean, he doesn't even cross paths with anybody. Like, I don't. I can't imagine who. <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> that's we a weird, that's a weird thing there. to say. He hasn't crossed paths with anybody. It's not hard for him to make that happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a silly thing to say. I, I, as far, yeah, from what we know so far, he, yeah. he doesn't I mean, really no one crossed paths with anyone until they do on the show, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a fair fair point there. But um, um, but I was just so thinking think, maybe he dies, but I guess I, guess I don't really believe he's going to die. I mean, no one really died in the season finale of the first season. Oh, no, no, no. No one died. So, except for, like, uh, what's his name? Mr. Monsoon guy. Oh, I love that. For our listeners, uh, I'm sure everyone out there remembers when uh, he had a weird name, Ernst. Art, right? Yeah. He... That was back in season one when Michael and the gang wanted to build a raft, and he's like, "Well, if you if you want to build a raft, you should launch it yesterday, because monsoon season is coming, and it's going to change the trade winds, and you're going to go in the wrong direction from the shipping lanes." And as as any astute viewer would notice, there hasn't been one monsoon since. So either <laughs> the writers didn't really care to sort of you know show that Ernst was right, or or we haven't seen monsoons because you know. I mean, even though the show, the ep- every episode takes place just about every day on the island, but um, so either those two things, or um, or he was just wrong. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, he was just wrong. You know, he just predicted incorrectly. But yeah, I mean, maybe they'll kill a kill a character like him in the finale. I don't know. I think Jen can die. Just not do it. Well, I don't think that because I think next season. It's going to really be about Jen and uh, Jen and Son. I mean, I, you know, they were mentioning in that podcast about Son's baby, and I'm just like, well, I guess she really is pregnant. Like, I was hoping there was some way she wasn't, but, you know. You think that was that was just going to go nowhere? They were just well, give I, just, I was hoping that they would – I don't want to lift – I don't want to watch another pregnancy. We did it with Claire. I don't want to watch another helpless woman and – 
you know, I, I don't see the, I don't see where they think this is going to go uh, with having her being pregnant. Um, you know, that's like that's like someone that's like we find another person on the island who can walk again, even though when they they were in a wheelchair before. It's like I don't want to go through that again. Right. So um, I was hoping that you know they would find out she's really not pregnant, or you know, I mean, they, they they're not big on abortions on uh, network television. <laughs> um, but right. you know, I just uh, I was hoping there was some ex- other explanation on why we we found out she was pregnant. I was hoping she wasn't, but looks like she really is. I just can't believe they're gonna go down that road again. But maybe they'll make it interesting. Hopefully. Yeah, the first I got so sick of Claire. I mean, actually, I'm sick of Claire no matter what. But God, man, she's oh man. Uh, hey, you got some some weird. This weird vial you want to inject in my baby? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're so sweet. I mean, I mean, there's babies who are allergic to like wheat. You know, you can't even give them babies certain foods when they're that young because they, you know, they don't have the tolerance for it. She wants to give some bioengineered drug to their baby. God, man, if there was ever a time to consult Jack, I think that's when you, you know, it's like, hey, Jack, something's wrong with Aaron, you know, and it's like, uh, Claire, Aaron's fine. He's just a little sunburned, you know, or something. Right. But when she wants to give vaccines to Aaron, she does, she's not going to consult him. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, great. Just some mysterious, like, vaccine that I don't have any reason to think I need and is given to me by Charlie, like, an extremely unreliable, unknowledgeable exactly. character. You know what? He's proven himself to be very, you know, unreliable and very inconsistent and very sort of uh, aloof in terms of what the right thing is to do. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't. I can't believe that happened. I can't. I mean, you know, I'm tired of every episode finding something new and crazy that was in the palette. You know, right. like, they're going to pull out a television and be like, yeah, look what was in the pallet. Yeah, we found this TV. It's a plasma TV, which is nice. Ooh, uh, what are we going to watch on it? <laughs> Let's watch Lost. <laughs> Ooh, oh, God. That's the ending we don't want to see. <laughs> we don't want to wa- have the last episode be them watching themselves on TV. That's pretty That's pretty bad. That's really... Wow, Jack, you're really annoying. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, so we sh- should we end this podcast? It's 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 long. And, yeah, we've uh, gone on long enough. I'm sure you're already. Yeah, we're if anyone's listened thus far, I mean, we really owe you a great deal of thanks because uh, I don't even think we uh, we would listen this far. I mean, I don't think I would <laughs> speak for myself, but yeah, yeah, we uh, we I you know I I'll listen to myself, but yes, I we we really appreciate all you yeah. people out there who want to hear us talk you know uh, i would love i mean i know we always hammer yammer on about comments and some of you did comment let me take the opportunity to thank you guys for commenting i believe it was uh ooh, i forgot the names was it jd and uh yeah jb jd and another uh, an anonymous jb it's jb jb is in boy yeah oh okay jb thank you jb and there was somebody else i thought uh there was anonymous uh-huh. and um, and two other anonymouses. Yeah, somebody put their name at the end. They oh, pain. Pain. I know. Yeah, another p word. Uh, yeah, the p word. Yeah. So thank you, pain and JB. Um, but I actually would love it if someone from our lis- listening audience 
would uh, write in and tell us what they think is going to happen in the next episode, be it specifically like what they think is going to happen when the button is impressed or what they think is going to happen with this boat, um, you know, um, whether if they, if they think someone's going to die or not die. I'd like to, to get some predictions on this last episode because it's, it's a big episode. It's the season finale, so I'd like to see what people think about it. Yeah, I agree. Speculation is good. Anything, the, the button, uh, what's going to happen when they go to confront the others. I mean, there's all sorts of things that are going to happen. Um, you know, speculation about that should run rampant, and I'd like, yeah, it would be nice to see some of it um, on, on the site that we can sort of uh, keep there and talk about once we actually see the thing. Yeah, I was actually going to mention, too, that, you know, in that one scene when Charlie is throwing, <coughs> throwing away the heroin, uh, you know, Locke is sort of looking at him, and I guess we're supposed to think Locke is, you know, maybe proud of him for finally getting rid of that addiction. And right. I was thinking, what if uh, they sort of become friends again now that Echo has sort of ditched Charlie? Maybe right. maybe Locke has gained a newfound respect for for Charlie, so uh, maybe they'll be friends again. But I don't know. So anyway, yeah, Any everyone, uh, you know, you can email us at uh, lostlowdown at gmail and or go to the website, which you all know the address, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com, and uh, send us a comment about what, you know, either rating, you know, our podcast or uh, just your comments on what you think is going to happen, and we will include those in the next podcast. Uh, talk about what you guys think. Right. We sure will, won't we? So, uh, as we like to say on Lost, as our new recent closing... Uh, thank you and namaste. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, that's what we say. Now, should we, we say. should we start saying that together in unison, or should I say it and you say it, or you say it and I say it, or should I say the one part and you say the last part? Yeah, I think that's the best. I'll say thank you and then you say namaste, and then we can end it. Okay. What, or do you think we should like do it in unison? I mean, that sounds kind of that seems kind of cheesy. Yeah, that is. I think they're both a little they're cheesy. Both, they're cheesy either way you go. So, um, so no, I think we we were supposed to just both say it at the same time, though. No, just like you say it and then I say it. Uh, okay, I guess that's uh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. should I say it now, though? Oh, you already said it. So. I already said. It. Well, so, now I'm um, going to say it again since this, this now because this is the end now. Before it was the false end. Okay. Yeah, I I I decided to drag it out a little more. Okay, thank um, you and namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Good luck.